Yeah. Did you know the FDX deposits we need to pay off thousands of dollars? Welcome back to Headline News with Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's a Friday, which means we're going to bring you this week's latest news. You know, Kanye West has kind of blown everybody out of the water this week. What are people supposed to do with this Uh, bit of information? We're going to break that down for you and so much more. So, Leah, what's with Trump issuing this uh, January 6th statement? Well, I think it might have something to do with Kanye West coming out (laughs) saying we need to do something about the January 6th uh, defendants. And so he came out and... He's got uh, he's got a statement. Finally, you know, nobody wants to touch January Sixers. It's, it's no, it's sad. literally like the plague. Do not touch it. So Fauci is defending China's lockdowns yes, now. Yes, he is. Of course he is. This is a great thing. It's a great thing. It was Chinese lockdowns. Okay, so we've got a clip from that. We've also got the White House is siding with Apple on Chinese censorship for the airdrop feature, getting rid of that. That is absolutely incredible to me, mind-blowing. We've got all of that and so much more coming up right after these messages. You're not gonna wanna miss today's show, and we are so glad you're here. All right, so you know, the topic that you literally cannot talk about anywhere is January 6th. Except for here. Except for on Brighteon, where you can say anything that you want within reason. it's got to be, you know. It's a truth or network. It's You're a truth to tell or the network. Truth. That's, the, that's the thing. That's what I love coming on you here. Know? I literally, you know how you get home, you take your socks and shoes off, and you just put on your sweatpants. Like, that's how I feel when I come and do a show on Brighton. Oh, on. I know. Like, I don't have to be all prim and proper and, and censor myself. I can just say whatever I want. Speaking of which, talking about January 6th. So, Leo, what is Trump coming out on, on, on this with? Why don't we just play the clip? All right, let's roll this clip have been treated unconstitutionally, in my opinion, and very, very unfairly. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. And you know what I've said. I take it very seriously. I have never seen anything like it at all levels. It's the weaponization of the Department of Justice. And we can't let this happen in our country because our country is going not socialist. They've skipped over that. They skipped over socialism. Our country is going communist. This is what happens, and we can't let it happen. We have to stop it. So I want to thank everybody for working so hard. I know how hard you're working to get justice for people that are imprisoned right now and people that are being tormented. We can't let it happen. We're going to stop it, and we're going to win. Thank you all very much. 
Oh man, there is so much to break down from just that clip. Like I feel like I could do a 20 minute segment just on yeah. that, you know, from the pictures in the background with Kim Jong-un, like what are some of Trump's favorite photos? They're like up there behind him. This is very um, casual. He's not wearing a tie. This will, and he also said uh, the torment. He used yeah. that word, which I think was very yeah. telling. Yeah. Um, I, I I believe that Trump has gone into campaign mode. This is where I the the anointing is going to fall on Trump as he continues to remind himself. Wait a minute, the people, and he's thinking to himself, what do the people want? That's what happened in 2016. Yeah, that's really true. He went in and he was like, what is it that the people want from me? Right. And I think for the past, you know, since since 2021, since he left the, the White House, he's kind of been in just kind of retraction, not retraction, what's the word when you're just kind of sitting back and, and I think that's a good word. Going over life and and just kind of Taking mulling over. Role. Thank you, mulling over things. But now he's back in the fight, back in the game, and thinking about these things. Now, some of you may argue with me as, oh, Michelle Trump's always been right on it the whole time he's been on it. I just don't agree. Well, I don't think so. I think actually, he's taking some time off, and now he's getting back into the what are the people asking of me? What do they want? What are they working on? How can I help them do that? I don't think he's been out in front on the January 6th like he should have. Uh, but um, the lawyers, many uh, defendants, January 6th defendants are being represented by Joseph McBride. And he responds to a tweet that said, a lot of thoughts on this and Trump's role in January 6th. This is a video he could have released at any time over the last year and a half since the over-the-top prosecutions for quote-unquote sedition and conspiracy yeah. to overthrow the government began. This week, there was a really harsh sentence uh, brought down on two January 6th defendants, one of those being Stuart Rhodes, the leader of the Oath Keepers. This is a horrible sentencing. They were convicted on um, sedition, and nobody, no American citizen has ever been convicted on tr under treasonous sedition or something. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, wow. no American. Wow. And they, this DC jury was that. like, you could have said murder, you know, 5,000 murders, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the DC juries would have just convict, 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 convict. The prosecution on these defendants is absolutely insane. Satanic. It is. But Joseph McBride says, um, I represent many of the J6 defendants and agree with your assessment that it was a setup. However, you suggesting that Trump hasn't been helpful until now is dishonest. He also encouraged people on January 6th to protest peacefully and patriotically. It's also important to note that Donald Trump is also a victim of this witch hunt. Trump is fighting against political persecution the same way these defendants are, but that hasn't stopped him from speaking out on their behalf or supporting them financially. Uh, Donald Trump is not responsible for what happened on January 6th. Anyone that suggests is echoing uh, Liz Cheney and Adam, Adam Kingsinger talking points, and it's false. This week, the DOJ um, pushed to end the special master that was supposed, supposed to be in place to watch which documents were going where with the Mar-a-Lago raid. Hmm. That ended. Wow. Just no more. No more. Now it's DOJ free reign to look at, the, at whatever they want to and to go after Trump on criminal charges. Wow. Also, the Democrats are getting Trump's tax returns. They've wanted them and we'll see what happens. 
this is all a little bit crazy, but we do- I have an opinion on that, though, or, or a prediction or whatever on Trump's tax returns. I don't think that you're going to find anything at all whatsoever nefarious in Trump's tax returns. I don't. I don't think you're going to find anything fraudulent. I don't I think don't you're going to. I think you're going to either. find every T that is crossed, every I is dotted. And uh, not only that, but do you remember in the debates between Hillary Clinton and he yeah. was like, listen, if you I was within the law on mm-hmm. all of these things. If you want to change the law, let's work on changing it. Yeah. But I acted within the law. I think that you may find a couple of things like that, but I don't even think you're going to find a lot of that. Yeah, there's something that um in in all of in all of this that it's it's a constant witch hunt and the fact that Trump is still going on an offense and even wanting to run and he's not sitting back. Yeah. That says a lot to me. It does. And so you do have as far as the January 6th committee goes, Kevin McCarthy, who is a rhino, and he should not be Speaker of the House at all. He is on 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 a recording from January of 2021 saying that he was going to recommend that Trump resign. Now there was like 12 or 15 I think days we played away, that clip, yeah, yeah, from the the switching of the guard or whatever. He is not one of us. And Paul Ryan once in there, Paul Ryan says. He's one of us. No, exactly. He's one of you, a rhino. Right. Uh, so uh, McCarthy said that he could could work with Biden. Biden called him up and congratulated him. It, it's He's just a rhino. I don't like him. But he did demand Democrats running the select committee on January 6th preserve all records. And this is the play that like a Marjorie Taylor Greene is trying to, thinking that she might have um by supporting speaker mccarthy that maybe you could you could get him to do some of these things but here's the thing if the shoe is on the other foot and it was democrats you wouldn't need to get your democrat speaker of the house to do anything they would just do it exactly okay they impeached trump twice they the democrats are all on one accord mccarthy is the the front man for the republican establishment that hangs out and is friends with all the Democrats. Right. Now, you called him Speaker McCarthy. Technically, this is this would not he happen until... He was the Speaker of the... He was the Minority Speaker and... Minority Leader. Minority Leader. He's not. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure everybody understands Nancy Pelosi, unfortunately, is yeah. still as of today. Speaker but he was the, the Speaker of the House before. So you can call him Speaker, I guess you can, uh, before he, he handed the gavel to the Honorable Nancy Pelosi. Uh, on Tuesday, the committee chairman, Benny Thompson, told reporters the probe is close to putting pens down on its final report, which is expected to be published by the end of the year. McCarthy, who was nominated by Republicans for Speaker's gavel after capturing the lower chamber, has pledged to shut down the select committee on the first day of the new Congress in January. Other people are saying, don't shut it down. We want a committee to investigate. So when he's pledging to shut it down, the Democrats want him to shut it down exactly they don't want they the democrats literally kept republicans off of the committee this is insane okay this is absolutely insane they allowed those who who hate republicans who wanted to investigate january 6th okay on the committee imagine the republicans that did the same thing we would hear no end of it Mm. imagine if the republicans opened up a committee to investigate nancy pelosi and investigate That's the what Capitol a lot of people police. are hoping for, actually. Well, no. Well, imagine if they did and they only let Democrats in who believed oh, yeah. that the Capitol Police let the people into the Capitol, mm-hmm. that it wasn't an insurrection, that Nancy Pelosi planned it. Imagine if you only had... There are no Democrats who would say that or believe that. They would be, you know, Clintons. <laughs> 
Okay, <laughs> they have a way. The Democrats have a way of keeping you in line. But I don't want to go on and on and on how how it's um it, it feels hopeless and helpless. No, it God doesn't. Is God is in control. I think we're this, gonna I think yeah. we're gonna see a lot of moving and shaking. And now is the time more than ever to be walking in our authority and speaking out the things. The Bible says you can say to these mountains, yeah. which historically in the Bible represent governments, be removed, cast in the sea, do not doubt in your heart. That's what we have to be doing. We have to be speaking we, to these government. Won't issues. have to see Liz Cheney anymore. That's yeah. a, there's a plus there. Yeah. Although I have no idea why Paul Ryan keeps showing up in the news to say what Republican leadership looks like. You're not elected to anything, buddy. Yeah. All right. You left. But um, speaking of exposing things, Project mm. Veritas has a whistleblower from inside of the working with the home Department of Homeland Security, uh, the Health and Human Services, to show that our our very government, we are handing children over to, to, to child traffickers. Would you run this clip? The tax dollars of people who are listening are paying to put children in the hands of criminals. I said, I need to make you aware. And they said, Tara, we don't get sued by traffickers. A government whistleblower has stepped forward to Project Veritas to detail her harrowing experience at the Department of Health and Human Services. In 2021, this whistleblower volunteered to assist HHS with the placement of unaccompanied minors and was deployed to the Migrant Emergency Intake Site in Pomona, California. There, she witnessed the agency failing these children, as she puts it, doing the work of the cartels on your tax dollars. These vulnerable children, we care for them, we clothe them, we feed them. With your dollars and my dollars, we fly that product directly to the trafficker. God forbid it's sex trafficking. Project Veritas embarked on a nine-month investigation across the country to corroborate our whistleblower's claims. So he attempted to traffic children and he's still at address in Texas. Yes, we have 44 unaccompanied children at that address. We have 25 unaccompanied children at that address. Project Veritas put boots on the ground, visiting scores of addresses the whistleblower shared from case files she worked on. What we found was shocking. The sponsor can hold up that order of deportation to that child and say, if you do not do what I say, I'm going to call ICE on you myself. I don't believe that this is something that HHS wants people to know. If you're a case manager and you know this information, if you really care about the children being safe, you need to come forward. Wow, this woman, she's not behind some sort of screen with her face, with the, you know, the voice box changing thing. Like she's just straight out there. This is me. I, I experienced this. Where I saw this. Where in the world do you think these thousands of unaccompanied minors unaccompanied minors meaning they're not with their mom and dad where do you think they're going and this one girl was asked for those of you that maybe were just listening to the program and not watching in the subtitles there she was asked was this woman really your aunt and she's like well she said that she was my aunt 
um, and that she knew me when I was a kid, but I don't remember her at all. She was not your aunt. Yeah. She's lying. These people are absolutely lying. And what are 25 children, unrelated children doing in one address, doing going to one, one address. address? Exactly. Nobody's following these kids. Nobody and this cares about these kids. You know why? Because this is the face of racism. Boom. This is what racism looks like. They're just Mexicans. They're going to grow up here. And when they grow up, they're going to, they'll, they'll pick our strawberries. We'll, we'll put them in the factories where we, we need workers. Exactly. Exactly. And this is why I want to encourage conservatives. When you talk about the border crisis, use the Holy Spirit and the mm. Spirit of God. It's not that there's all of these, you know, terrible people just trying to cross the border and, and every single one of them that comes over here and, and we just got to shut it down because they're just so evil and awful and pleh, like spit on them. This is happening to people. Yeah. Okay. These children are being trafficked, not only children being trafficked, but other people are being trafficked as well. Adults are being trafficked. Right, right, Both right. men and women are being trafficked for labor, for sex, for all of these things. So let's just take maybe a step back and say, all right, we need to help fix what NAFTA broke in, uh, in, in Mexico, make Mexico great again. We need to help and do Guatemala that. We broke it. South America. We broke it, right? We literally broke it. It's our fault. We need to own that as Americans. Then we need to say, we need to secure the border, stop the gangs from coming over, stop the human trafficking from coming over. We could stop the cartels There's a whole at any host time. of things, but we need to say that we're doing that out of love and compassion, right. not such anger and vitriol and racism. Well, here's the thing. There's there's a lot more. That, there There is NAFTA, but then the drug cartels run Mexico. Absolutely. They sp specifically run the border. And that is something that we could stop right now because they're running the border. Exactly. Okay. They're a, they're a terrorist threat to our country. We oh, could stop oh, them at, we at would, any moment. We would rather focus on the domestic terrorism of parents at school boards. Yeah, no, we could we could go across the world to try to stop Putin over there so in Ukraine. speaking of tyranny. Yeah. So we showed you guys on our Sunday show the massive, wonderful, beautiful protests in China. Well, we had the media actually come out in favor of them, but Fauci had to run point for China. Let's run this clip. Uh, China's official news agency today published an op-ed asserting that the country's strict COVID measures are scientific and effective. Are, are they? Well, when you want to shut down uh, in order to interrupt immediately a process that's going on, like the spread of infection, there should be a purpose to it. Like you want to make sure you get enough ventilators or enough PPE, or you want to get your population vaccinated. The comment that I made about their severe uh, um, actions that they've taken is that you have to have an end game. What's the purpose? If the purpose is let's get all the people vaccinated, particularly the elderly, then okay for a temporary period of time to do that. But they have very, very strict type of a lockdown. They're locking people in their homes, which is really, they can't even go out and, from what I hear, shop or walk a dog or something like that. That's going to create a lot of pushback on the part of the population if there's no underlying purpose of what you want to do. Well, they so as long as you have an underlying purpose of wanting to forcefully vaccinate everybody, 
in your country or in a region, then that's okay. It's a little too far to maybe lock people in their homes. Uh, yeah, but, a little too far. You but, know what? I would love to see you say, Fauci, to come out and say, no, you should not lock people in their homes, whether it is with an actual deadbolt or welding these things closed or just telling them that they can't come out. In China, they don't actually need to be locking these people in their homes because they've got the fear and they've got these drones that are around. Don't come out of your home. You cannot leave. You have to stay. Like this is tyranny at the highest level. And Fauci right there, even though you could you could see that some if, if he does have some sort of human element, it was trying to bubble up. But then who he owes was was literally overpowered. Well, and he forced the lockdowns here in the United States. That exactly. Very, that were all. You would have been fine locking people in their homes if it was to make sure that they got vaccinated or there was some sort of end Did goal. Did you notice that he said, you know, you have to make sure that you have an end goal, and it it made it seem like it was short and temporary. But he said. And part of that could be vaccinating your population. Okay, you've got 1.6 billion people in China. All right, so we're just going to lock people up until we get until we have 1.6 billion people vaccinated. And by the yeah. time you do, you got to get it vaccinated again and vaccinated again and vaccinated again. And then people are dropping like flies. And now we know that the numbers are coming out that more vaccinated people are catching COVID than the unvaccinated. Exactly. But I do have good news for you guys. Good news. We did an episode this week on Monday. I want you to, you to go to resistancechicks.com and it's titled, Should Women Breach? The Devil Says No. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy that series. This is the fourth one that we've done, but we actually focused this week. There it is right there. You can see it. We focus on women in ministry in China. And the revival in and China. And the revival that is happening, 30,000 people are coming to Christ every single what, Leah? Day. Day in China. I believe that these protests are a direct result of the exponential growth of salvations and revival happening in China. Because when so you have pray freedom, for China. You have freedom in your heart. It, it comes spreads. out. Pray for them. God had given us uh, several words in 2020 about how this COVID-19 and the lockdowns and all of this was going to be the undoing of the CCP and the rise of revival in China. I truly believe that we are going to see that. And I am so excited about it. Yeah, no, no, I'm excited. I'm excited as well. But pray for people in China because uh, we have some more clips we're going to show you guys on Sunday. It was really great watching everybody out in the streets all the way from the Xinjiang region to Beijing. And you knew they were coming. Yeah. I, there is actually a video where Chinese citizens set fire to one of those giant internment wow. camps. They have been building these huge, you know, they call us conspiracy theorists. And we're like, oh, they're building. We know there's these, these underground internment camps in Walmart or they're putting all these. And they're like, oh, you're just so crazy. Watch China. China's like literally hold my soda. Seriously, this is this is hilarious and also terrifying to me that they are literally doing it. And China is actually running a lot of the United States. But right people now. are waking up and China is waking up. And it's fantastic because the World Cup and I'm not a soccer fan, mm. but the World Cup really woke the Chinese citizens up because they saw people getting together from around the world yes. and they weren't masked and they were in giant stadiums of thousands of people and they weren't dropping like flies exactly exactly and they began to question there was like, a wait a minute there was a giant there was a giant ap apartment compound fire last friday in china that kind of sparked the protests and because the doors were locked shut because they were barricades we're talking like big concrete barricades around the the compound these apartments where thousands of people lived, 
the firefighters couldn't get there. You literally saw a video of the water going up hundreds of feet in the air. This is every nightmare. Touch the fire, and ten people burned alive, including two kids, because they could have gotten out. The firefighters could have gotten there, except for and and what started the fire? That's the question too. Right. So you know there are people rising up, and we're really proud of them. We've got on the other side of the break here. We've got a Chinese man that uses martial arts, right? To uh, to push back on the COVID tyranny, I'm very excited to bring that to you guys. We're gonna- Biden's uh, nuclear expert, one of his nuclear waste experts, the trans chick dude with the bald head. Oh, so bad. He's been arrested for felony theft for stealing some chick's luggage. Oh dear. And, and we've got the apple playing the right hand of the CCP, the taking Apple. A, take Apple company, the company Apple taking away the airdrop feature from the iPhone for just all of China. We've got all of that and so much more coming up right after these messages. Okay, so this has been an absolutely phenomenal show so far where we've kind of gone into to China and and we're going to continue on that subject because it's such a big deal what's happening. These protests that are exploding and I'm so glad that this is finally happening in China. I mean, this mm-hmm. is absolutely huge. But before we get to the clips, I need to tell you guys about something. On the brighteonstore.com right now, they are running a sale on something that I use every Moringa. single day. Moringa leaf powder. Um, I held this up for the producers. I make a shake every day. Um, and I always, always, someone is blowing up my phone. I always put Moringa leaf powder in that shake. So I want to tell you guys a little bit about it. Um, it's earned the title, The Miracle Tree, because nearly every part of the tree can be used as a source of nutrition. Um, it helps with cognitive, digestive, um well, oxidative stress, it improves That's your blood glu- glucose. On the cellular uh, especially level. In, it's really good for postmenopausal women. It helps uh, balance out your hormones. It's uh, really it good Im- for the endocrine system, the liver. Thyroid. It's really good for energy, energy levels. Sleep, digestion. Just I'm telling you what, yourself, it is it. kind of like a duct tape to me. Yeah. It has manganese, magnesium, iodine, chlorophyll, fiber, copper, iron, protein, a, vitamins A, B1, B2, B3, B6, C, E, calcium, zinc, healthy fats, uh, potassium, phosphorus, like it has so many things in it. 25% more iron than spinach, 17% more calcium than milk, 15 times more potassium than oats. I mean, listen. Go, Nine just, times the protein of yogurt. Just go to the brighteonstore.com. Use promo code CHICKS. If that promo code doesn't work, you can just click on the affiliate link that we have. Because um, I know sometimes if you've already used our promo code once, you can't use it again. But if you go to the affiliate link, then there you go. Um, so use promo code CHICKS and you'll save 5% on your order at the Brighteon store. So I want you guys to go to brighteonstore.com, try Moringa leaf powder, and you can add it to your foods. You can add it to uh, your shakes or smoothies. It also acts as a fat burner. Oh, come on. That's why I'm so svelte. Svelte Svensson from the Moringa leaf powder. Y'all know it's true. It's all because of that. Not my active, crazy lifestyle that doesn't let me sit down ever. Yeah. So, all right. Chicks, so, 5%. There you yeah, go. Please do. Please go there and, and buy the, support, all of the store. Buy the Support Mike Adams. Support Brighteon. This network is truly the network of free speech. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike Adams. We got to be on his show recently, too. Yeah, it was fun. really good. All right. So I want to move on to this next clip because Martha McCallum interviews this John Kirby guy. You may not have heard his name. He's a White House correspondent. And she's asking him, has the White House come out and said anything 
about Apple siding with the CCP and watch the, the not just siding, being a literal arm and tool of the CCP. Watch her questioning here because the way that the government works is that, you know, they've been saying foreign inclusion, mm-hmm. foreign collusion. People mm-hmm. have Russia had influence on our election. Well, China is influencing or Apple is is being influenced by by a foreign government. Exactly. How can we trust them? How do you know what's on your phones? Exactly. So there should be some sort of investigation here. And I'm really proud for Mark McCallum uh, pushing this. So let's roll this clip. Joining me now on that and some other topics today is the coordinator for strategic communications, John Kirby. John, welcome. My pleasure. You, you know, this is an interesting uh, situation that has developed with, with Apple. And, and I want to start there and get your take on what Apple is doing because they have restricted uh, which is what the Chinese government wants, some use of airdrop ability from iPhone to iPhone because they're cutting the service down. And this is the way the protesters are communicating with each other. What does the White House, what do you say to Apple about helping the Chinese government to keep their people under control? Look, in general, and we've uh, been clear about this all around the world, we uh, uh, we want uh, individual citizens, uh, no matter what government they live under, to be able to communicate freely and openly, transparently and reliably. Uh, and we've uh, we've made that clear with respect to Iran, and we certainly continue to make that clear here with respect but to China. And now, look, to Apple, Apple, <laughs> Apple's a private company, Martha. They have to make uh, decisions, and uh, they have to speak for those decisions. But but here at the White House, here in the administration, we want to see that that individual citizens, whether they're protesting or not, uh, but in this case, I know that's the context we're talking about, uh, are able to communicate freely and openly. But why not say something to Apple? Because we were just told the other day that the White House is keeping an eye on Elon Musk and Twitter. So why yeah. would you say that from the podium? You didn't say it, but Karine Jean-Pierre said it, and not call Apple out for helping the Chinese government to suppress their own people's ability to communicate. Uh, again, I think we've been very clear and consistent on this, uh, certainly publicly. We've been very open about uh, our desires to be able to see citizens communicate. Uh, and, and, you know, Apple, uh, if this is a decision that they're making, then uh, they should have to speak to that. But uh, we, you know, we're not we can't. And we aren't in the business of, of telling private companies how to, to execute uh, their, their initiatives. Yeah, but Twitter's uh, but a private we, company, too. So why is Twitter getting one treatment and Apple's getting another is my question. Well, those are completely two different circumstances. You're talking about the potential. Well, you're talking about the uh, the potential for perhaps uh, foreign investment and involvement uh, in the management of Twitter. That's a different issue than what we're talking about here, which is a business decision by Apple with respect to how one of their uh, applications is being well, utilized. Certainly, those they're getting influenced by the by a foreign government, but, uh, and that government is China. And Apple's no, policies—they've uh, changed policies specifically for China when it comes to what they put on their phones. Right. I mean, and that I think, seems like something Apple, that the White House ought to be able to keep an eye on. This. But I'm asking, uh, has we, the White House done that? I, have you reached out to them as a matter of national security, since we obviously have national yeah. security concerns with China, who they seem to be aiding sure in do. this process. Sure, I don't have any communications to speak to specifically with Apple executives. Again, it's a private company. Yeah, but you, I, I, I go back to the same thing because we were just told that the White House will keep an eye on Twitter because they're concerned about the new Twitter 2.0 that Elon Musk is putting in where he wants more free speech on Twitter. Republicans say that um, Democrats are picking on Elon Musk. Elon Musk is doing just fine. But do you think that users have a right to freedom of speech, even if what they're saying is wrong or offensive? I think that one human being should not decide 
how millions of people communicate with each other. One human being should not be able to go into a dark room by himself and decide, oh, that person gets heard from, that person doesn't. That's not how it should work. You know, I am so glad that you said that, Elizabeth. I agree. We could not agree with I you agree more. So and it's so interesting you. that you feel like the shoe is on the other foot because, as a matter of fact, no one on the left has been censored. No. No, and actually, the only people that have been censored and taken off of Twitter, Twitter are Antifa. And sex traffickers. And sex traffickers. And child pedophiles. So who are you defending, pedophiles. Elizabeth Warren? The child pedophiles. Everybody is still on. Yeah. Your people are still on. You can still be on unless your people are Antifa and sex traffickers. Now, the reason why we put those clips together there is really important because what Martha McCallum, Martha McCallum was making an excellent point. It's fine for the White House to say, well, Apple's a private company. They can do whatever they want. And yet for them to come and say, but we can't have foreign interference in Twitter but wait a minute, China is clearly having foreign interference what's on the, Apple. What's the foreign part of the interference with Elon buying Twitter? Exactly. That's mm-hmm. what I want to know. He's American now. But no, but seriously, though, when, we, when we're talking about the Chinese government having a say in Apple at all poses a national security a threat. that large. So what, if, air- what if China told Apple to stop the airdropping here in the United States. Would that be okay? Well, let me explain what the airdrop does. So in order to spread information maybe about their, about They can the protest, communicate without the internet. They can communicate from phone to phone. So you can do, you can communicate in your, in your area and share information, but you can't organize a protest or something like that. So, but it, seriously, I wish she had asked him this question. So if China told Apple to stop the airdrop feature for Americans, would that then become Uh an issue for the White House? Why is it not an issue for the White House at least to make a statement and say, we have a problem with China influencing an American company? Because Biden's bought by China. China, Biden can't make any moves against China. When the fact of the matter is, if China told Apple to stop the airdrop feature here in the United States, China would do it in the White House, or the Apple would do it and the White House would say nothing. Speaking of the White House saying nothing, they're saying nothing about um, this this trans activist that they have hired to, I guess he's an MIT grad, and he went from being like a gay guy to like this super trans guy, gal. And you can say guy. Guy, gal. Gal, guy who shaved his head. He's a like, guy wearing heels with a shaved yeah. head. You're a dude. So now he's under investigation for a felony. Now, I'm going to play this clip from... Um, uh, what's his face? You're going to see it. Uh, Why don't we just roll the clip? I'm going to play this clip, but he's going to say at the end, uh, it's alleged that it's the, it is this person, but this is a little bit older clip. It is this person. Now been proven. Yeah, let's play this clip. But we thought Sam Britton might be an exception. Sam, an MIT grad and an expert, quote unquote, in nuclear energy, started back in June as a deputy assistant secretary in the Department of Energy. But we quickly discovered that Sam, who goes by the they them pronouns, might not be the right person for the job. According to a report, there were substantial irregularities during Sam's hiring process. And Sam's gender identity may have taken precedence over actual qualifications. Perhaps the Biden administration chose this former nominee for other reasons. Maybe they were impressed by Sam's lectures on kink or their interest in pup play, whatever that is. Either way, it looks like Sam's 
not only unqualified, he might also be a criminal. Brinton was allegedly charged with felony theft last month. Biden's nuclear energy expert apparently stole a woman's luggage at the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport on September 16th. And there's video. Took the luggage, took the tag right off the bag, and ran into an Uber, and then checked into a hotel. And when cops asked if he took the woman's bag, he said, not that I know of, but these look like my clothes, quote unquote. And we called Henneman County and they confirmed the person arrested matches Sam's first, middle and last name. We have not independently confirmed this. We really hope Sam is not the same guy who Biden hired. We hope we're wrong. We hope it's a different guy with the same first, middle and last name. Now, if Sam did do this, that would make this the third transgender U.S. official to have been charged with a crime this year. <laughs> Jesse Waters is who you meant to say yeah. there. You know, but like you said, Jesse at the very end was like, if this it has now been proven that yeah. it is this guy. And so why the, the are all of these transgenders being hired by the administration getting into so much trouble? Well, they have refused to say whether this top official overseeing nuclear waste policy continues to receive government pay after being charged with theft. Uh, while the Department of Energy has confirmed that Samuel Britton, who was named Deputy Assistant Secretary for Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition um, over the summer, was placed on leave, the agency has yet to say whether Britton is still on its payroll. In October, he was charged with stealing a suitcase of uh, $2,000 uh, from a baggage carousel. Worth $2,000. Worth $2,000. Here's the thing. There are so many cameras inside of an airport. You're not going to get away with it. Okay, he said, I believe these are mine. Here's the thing. He didn't check a bag. You're kidding. He just went thinking he was just going to grab a bag. Oh, my goodness. He didn't check a bag. He didn't you know, say he didn't leave his bag and accidentally pick up another bag. You he know, stole the bag. I'm going to be honest with you. And then wore all the clothes. Now, Leah, Leah doesn't like it when I say stuff like this. But I'm going to anyway. I have my own moral compass. That's the 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 uh, founding father said that this nation is made for religious and moral people. It's wholly inadequate to the governing of any other. OK, when it comes to certain things like maybe harming evil people that have harmed children or something like that. The only thing that keeps me in check is the law. OK, you know, what I'm saying like I, I, I feel like I can't become a vigilante. I would be fine being a vigilante like I have no problem. I would be a great vigilante, but I don't. And that's what I'm getting at that you don't like when I say, but I don't because of the law. Normal people have the law keeping them in check from no, no, no. doing bad things. This is like Sam Bankman Freed. We are living in an age of con artists. Con but artists. What makes him think he's going to get away with it? Like, I don't like do bad things because, because people are calling trouble. him non binary. <laughs> because he's getting away with one of the biggest cons that you could get away with. That's he's true. actually going out in public and people are using they, them pronouns. Wow. Okay. He's already getting away with the biggest <laughs> con that you could get away with. People can see you are a dude. You are a man. Whoa. Okay. And he got hired by the White House doing the con. That's okay. True. So he's thinking baggage schmaggage. I work for the Biden department. You see what they did with her on her laptop? Anybody in this administration just gets, you know, can do whatever they want. Now, it's so funny. Uh, he said, if I had taken the wrong bag, I'm happy to, to return it. But I don't have any clothes for another individual, he told a police officer. 
that was my clothes when I opened the bag. In a call two hours later, he apologized to the officer for not being completely honest, but said the bag was taken due to tiredness. Still, Britton was seen traveling on at least two other trips to the airport using the bag he stole on his previous trip. I just couldn't. I was so tired that I dreamt. Right. So I had a bag. So so you packed with all. Here's the thing. I know what clothes I'm going to be packing. And I know if I open up a bag, it ain't my clothes. Why didn't he have a bag? Because he was probably going to go. And how do you know you're going to be in the bag is what you want to wear? I don't know. He must have been stalking somebody. I've been like, like, they look good. They look good. They're clothes. They look good. But how did he know that was their bag? This is, there's something more to this. But uh, honestly, guys, this is what happens when, like, you just nail, you hit the nail on the head. He's already gotten away with a con. So essentially, every single time you hire one of these transgenders, they're conning people. So they're going to do it in every area of their lives. This is absolutely hilarious to me. Although Sebastian Gorka is in my Instagram feed Mm -hmm. and he has been (laughs) relentless with this guy. I have seen far too many pictures of this dude, Sam, in all kind of crazy like BDSM things. And I'm like, I want to tell Sebastian and I don't know him personally, but I would be like, can we just reel this back in a little bit? Because I have seen way too much of this dude uh, than I ever desired to see. And he is a dude. He's a dude. But the but seriously though the pictures that, <clears throat> that are of him available to see are horrible. The fact that anyone could that that did those <laughs> things could be hired by the government. They this is this is this is it. This is it's upside they down. Have world. Taken the mask off. Yeah. Okay. Just like Balenciaga, and we and we covered that. They've taken the mask off. This is who they are. Now I want to uh, play this clip here. I found this to be heartening. And, and it's okay to giggle and laugh at it, even though the man was probably arrested and could be in jail right now. But the people in China are so fed up with the masks and the forced testing. Because what they'll do is if somebody in, and they call them compounds, thousands of people live in one area, like a bunch of par- apartments together. Very small. If small somebody spaces. tests positive, they might quite a qu- they might try to quarantine two or three uh, different levels. They might try to quarantine if there's several people, the whole the whole thing. And then you have to test. So if you're going to go to work, you have to test and, and you have on your phone these green, yellow, and red uh, colors to see where you, whether you can travel or not. It's really, it's really frustrating. Imagine you're, uh, them always coming at you and they're looking like aliens saying, I want to test you. I've got to quarantine you. You got to come with me. And so I want to roll this clip. This guy's had enough. I'm not going, man. I don't have words because I had not seen that yet. I could watch that 25 more times. Come on. It's Daniel-san. 
Karate Kid, Jeez. he is I'm coming on. This is his, he's like threatening, like, come at me and I will destroy you. I will crush you like a bug under my shoe. And so what would you angry. do? They don't have guns. They don't have weapons. And so he's like, he's like pulling out the, the, the you know, the, the martial arts. Mr. And Miyagi, just, man. Jason Lee just kind of, you can't get me if I keep flinging my foot in the air. That was so incredible to me. I know. Like, I really enjoyed that. I know. You I know what I didn't too. enjoy, though? The fact that he needed to do that. No, that's true. No, switching subjects, because I want to make sure that we cover this on our Brighteon segment, because we're going to further go into this uh, in our in our second segment on, on resistancechicks.com, is Kanye West, his interview with Alex Jones There's was- There's a deep end, and then he fell was so painful and you guys know that we've been so supportive of Kanye and I still am. I think that he's got a lot of handlers. I think he is being fed a lot of lies. Yeah. He's I'm telling you what it's really dangerous when you are a person that's that big yeah. and you're on a journey, a spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. Remember Kanye, it's like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. But Kanye already recognized that there have been a lot of people in his life that have taken him for a ride. And he went along with that ride. And I think it's just happening again. I think that Kanye West is just one of those vulnerable people that other yeah. people come after and say, well, I can handle you. So this week he went uh, with Nick Fuentes and Milo on to Tim Pool's uh, show. It lasted 10 minutes talking about the Jews and they, you can't say they, and he walks out. And everybody said, Tim, you should just let him speak. So then Kanye goes on to uh, Alex Jones' show. Wearing the a, clips, like a, this stocking over his it face. Was, I think it was a Balenciaga BDSM mask. Like, he's he he's thinking that Balenciaga, who are are his friends, he, he knows the top designer, and that Balenciaga got set up. And the main clip that everybody is sharing is that he says he loves the Zionists, Loves and Nazis. he loves Nazis and Hitler did some good things. And everybody's sitting here like, you know, that's something that you can't say. That's not something that should be said because Alex Jones was like, well, uh, you know, you're not a Nazi. And then he goes into this thing on like defending Hitler and not even it, it's just it's crazy. But where we want to break it down on where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it's coming from the nation of Islam, Louis Farrakhan. And they have a lot of anti-Jewish things in yeah. the nation of Islam, the black Hebrew Israelites. Right. And so you want to know where these things are, are coming from. Um, Elon has suspended Ye from Twitter for, quote unquote, inciting violence because he shared this, this star with like a swastika in the middle. But actually, it's not a Nazi symbol. It goes back farther to something else. And the Nazis actually took that symbol. So... It's weird, and we want to kind of talk about the spiritual aspect of what Absolutely. Kanye is you going know, because he is he is going through something spiritual. So we will break that down on resistancechicks.com in a little bit. You guys can check that out this weekend or live with us in a little bit. But also remember, every single Sunday we have a Brighteon program at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and this week we are going to show you the revival that is happening in China. You're it's gonna going so to excited. blow your mind. You're going to love it. We will see you next Friday, this time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's the truth. Your hosts, Leah and Michelle. Um, I, I'm going to start doing these like pauses. I need to have some sort of like transition because I've been noticing on the videos when we come off of the intro there, um, the first few seconds are are missing. Mm -hmm. So I want to start giving it like a like a five second like pause. Wait, mm -hmm. look at the camera, wait for the everything to catch up. But 
here it is december 2nd yeah it's Christmas time. Everybody's Christmasing. We have not had time to Christmas. I The first decorations that I've done are right here in putting the background on Resistance I'm Chick. So, so snowy. Are you feeling Christmassy a little bit there? Yeah, a little like wintry? Um, I We've been organizing upstairs. The studio may take a, a lift to the loft upstairs and uh in my organizing today i was listening to some christmas music getting trying to in this get in the spirit um so i'm sure that you guys are too that's what i'm saying we've got less than four weeks away till the big day and uh, i don't know if you guys are ready we're not ready you so know the biden administration was getting was actually going to be blamed for a horrible christmas okay because the railroads were going to strike and this has been a kind of a looming threat for a, for for about a year but the what happened is that the the Biden administration and the and the Democrats joined together and is now forcing people to work this is makes no sense to me in Pennsylvania, Trump won Pennsylvania. You want to know why? Because the Blue Dog Democrats, the Union Democrats, switched parties and voted for Republicans. Because there is a party switch happening where the Republicans are now the party of the people. Mm -hmm. And the Democrats were supposed to be Union people right there th that's how they have any white people vote for them okay is because they're unions but they what they've done is they don't want the union people because of the, those are the coal miners those are the hard workers mm -hmm. they don't want you anymore because you think logically uh oh okay and they know you're probably voting republican so there's nothing good for them if they help you where okay. are we going with this? I was talking about Christmas. I'm trying to follow your train of thought here. Well, the You're... railroads were going to strike. Ah. 40% of goods go on the ah, railroads. I get where you did that. You did this connect the dots. They thing. were it's okay. literally $2 billion a day, the railroads uh, shuttle back and forth. Uh-huh. No, you're and so right. And so the Biden administration knew that if the railroads went on strike, mm -hmm. the economy would tank quicker than a millstone tied around your neck and thrown into the bottom of the sea. Yeah. Okay. And they said, that's not going to be me. Right. And I don't know if this is, this is the first time in history or I don't know, but the Senate and the House voted and Republicans did too, voted to force rail workers, uh, over a hundred thousand rail workers to work according to the negotiations that the Biden administration had worked out with railroad companies You're and kidding. the union. Wow. And it was in Congress. It was a law. We have now have a law forcing slavery, forcing people to work. Because okay. they want to make sure that the goods get where the goods need to go for your Christmas time. Yeah, and it goes back to a, our arcane law, I, I, I believe, from 1927. So if you could bring up the Wall Street Journal article has you a good got it. breakdown of this. I wanted you to play the video here. My earpiece is acting weird. All right, so you want me to just play this? Yes, please. 
The joint resolution is passed. Congress approved legislation that would force the adoption of a tentative labor agreement, averting what could have been a massive rail strike involving about 115,000 workers. The bill was signed into law by President Biden on December 2nd. Unions and railroad carriers first came to an agreement in September to avoid a strike. But four of the 12 rail unions rejected that contract, citing specifically a lack of paid sick days. So how can Congress intervene in private contract negotiations, forcing unions to accept a deal? Thanks to the Railway Labor Act, which was enacted in the 1920s, Congress has the authority to act to avoid any interruption to commerce or operation, which specifically includes the settlement of all disputes when it comes to things like pay and working conditions. Freight rail moves about 40% of U.S. long-distance cargo and delivers goods including coal, grain, and ethanol. And three-quarters of new cars and trucks bought in the U.S. are also moved by rail. Industry analysis shows that if a rail strike took place, the U.S. economy would risk losing more than $2 billion a day. President Biden, who has hailed himself as pro-labor, encouraged Congress to pass the legislation. It's not an easy call, but I think we have to do it. The economy is at risk. Members of Congress, however, are divided over the decision to intervene. It's incumbent upon Congress to do everything that he can to protect these workers. If you're passing a bill to force the rail workers to work, how strong is your economy? This isn't the first time Congress has stepped in. They've done it 18 times. But not since the early 90s, when Congress and President George H.W. Bush passed legislation ordering workers back to their jobs and then created mandatory arbitration, which has long alleviated Congress from getting involved. But this time, because that arbitration wasn't agreed on, Congress acted earlier, hampering workers' ability to go on strike and forcing the acceptance of the agreement, which will last until the end of 2024. Wow. So here's the hang-up. Here's the hang-up. You know what the hang-up was? Tell us about the hang-up, Leah. The workers wanted seven days of paid sick leave. What? That was it. That was it. They just wanted seven days of paid sick leave. That was it. Wow. That was it. That was it. And get this. So there was an amendment that was voted on that would have, that was voted on at the same time. It, it, it passed, I believe, it had to pass by a, a supermajority. In this, the Senate, you have to get 60 votes and not just a majority right. because of the filibuster. Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, the, the resolution making rail workers work passed in the Senate 80 to 15. Who are those 15 senators that actually care about workers? Not a, uh, maybe Bernie Sanders voted against it. I'm not sure. But everybody else, he's That's not Democrat. He's independent. That's absolutely shocking. And Republicans voted along with it. So then... Um, Brom, Cruz, Graham, Holly, Kennedy, and Rubio voted for an, an amendment that only got 52. It got the majority of votes, but 52, um, but not the 60, that would have just given the seven days of sick, sick leave. Wow. That's it. Who are the senators voting no if you're, if you're, if you're going to be the arbitrator? You need to represent the people. But here's the thing. There are so many companies, and this was not about seven days of sick leave for 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 a hundred thousand workers. Seven days of sick leave. What's that gonna? What's that look like for them? Okay, 
um, when they're when they're moving two billion a day. Yeah. This was about strong arming. Mm. These are these railway bosses behind the scenes. These company bosses saying, "No, we told you no. We told you no, and we're not going to go any further." And so this is to me. It just goes to show that Democrats, they, it's not just, not just Democrats, clearly it's Democrats and Republicans. It's clearly Republicans are Democrats. Everything, everything Republicans do. Democrats never go over inside with Republicans on anything. I'm telling you, our Senate, we have 15 Republicans in the Senate Mm -hmm. at that, maybe five, but on a good day, we have seven, we have probably about 15. Okay, right now there's a um, an election. It's going to be Warnock, the um, Democrat, radical Democrat there versus in Georgia Herschel versus Walker. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker, it, guys, if you're in Georgia, go ahead and vote. But it, I'm just going to tell you, it's not looking good. <laughs> they said that um, Walker is up 30 points on early voting, and that you Herschel Walker. It's not the, the Herschel Walker is only looking like to be polling eight points. I'm not listening Plus to any on, polls. There, yeah. There's there's no... That's actually not a possibility. Why did they go to a runoff? Well, I think they went to a runoff because the votes were really close, but th- what they're saying so is So the that votes are really close, and then after the, the fact, somehow the, they just swing well, in the direction. Well, the Democrats have legit... Uh, I was listening to War Room today. The Democrats have um, people around a building three times to vote early. I don't know if they're paying people to vote, wow. but they want that seat. Wow. All right. So we have to pray against it. We have to pray against the rulers and principalities in these areas. And we gonna, we're going to claim that Senate we're seat gonna for, claim, for Jesus. Yeah, for God. Absolutely. For Christ is king. And we Not need to start Herschel doing Walker, that. For Jesus. We claim it for Jesus. So, Lord, we just come before you and we, we claim all these Senate seats, but we're going to yes. put our eyes right here and, and our Care Bear stare, Jesus stare on the Senate seat in Georgia. And we say that no unrighteous person is going to sit in that That's seat. It. You're either going to strike them down, strike them out. Something's going to come to the forefront. So the truths are going to be revealed. And we claim that Senate seat for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on. And that Georgia Senate seat is going to preach the gospel Whoa. and going to vote the way Jesus would vote in Congress. And you say amen. Amen. All right. So uh, back to the railway story there. James on DLive says this is absolute proof that the swamp exists. Oh. When you see a vote of eight, 80 to 15 on something this awful. Something forcing, this awful. Forcing people to work. What is this, China? I mean, come on. Yeah, so this is the tentative agreement on rail workers and prohibit the uh, potentially costly strike. Guess what? You have a right not to work. You have a right not to run the railways. You ain't nobody's slave. Can you believe that? Oh, our economy f- would fall. We can, we, can, we can just make you work. You don't understand. People need the goods. No, 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 no. You don't understand how this works. In America... If you want those jobs filled with somebody else, and you've, but here's the thing. You can't fire them because they're part of the union. That's why they mm-hmm. unionized. Exactly. Right? What good is the union, though, if, if it's come to this? So they, we talked about this. They hammered out the agreement in the fall. Four unions later voted against ratifying it. The workers have been preparing for a strike on December 9th, absent the legislation uh, or, 
or a new deal being reached, operators have warned that uh, lost economic output resulting from the shutdown could reach or even eclipse $2 billion a day, while business groups have said a strike would disrupt the transport of crucial items. I guess they, they're not transporting $2 billion, but the economic output would be $2 billion a day. Uh, a rail shutoff would have killed our supply chain, hurt workers and small businesses, and sent consumer prices through the roof. That was Senator John Tester. Uh, the Senate is split 50-50 to pass the filibuster. A measure, a measure needs at least 60 votes. Josh Halley was among the Republicans pledging to vote against the bill, which would impose a tentative agreement on rail workers. Um, the House of Representatives actually voted uh, 290 to 137. In, in, uh, There's clearly yeah. more Republican congressmen and women who are have a backbone. The agreement and includes senators. a 24% in, a pay increase over five years and five $1,000 payments. It says an extra thousand bucks a year. And then a 24% increase over five years. They just want to raise. The Association of American Railroads, which includes major operators, hailed the Senate vote. The Senate acted with leadership and urgency with today's vote to avert an economically devastating rail work stoppage. As we close out this long, challenging process, none of the parties achieved everything they advocated for. The product of these agreements is a compromise by nature. The result is one of substantial gains for all rail employees. More broadly, all rail stakeholders in the economy writ uh, large now have certain have certainty about the about the path forward. This is so insane that we have legislators who are getting involved in a private company and private people who are saying, I would like to strike. You have a right to peacefully protest and you have a right to strike. Exactly. You have a right. Democrats used to think that and now they hate you. So, you know, we just saw in China, um, 200,000 workers for Foxconn mm. were forced to be, um, they were forced to work and they didn't have food. And but they had to stay there. It was two hundred thousand. Yeah, I just said that. Okay. Yeah. They had to stay and it locked at work. Imagine you're locked at work for who knows how long, and you have to work while you're there. You could. That's just, called you can slavery. Leave the railroad. You can just leave. No, it's called slavery. And so we're seeing the strong arm of the CCP evidencing itself. Not just strong arm, but influence. I should say. Mm -hmm. The, the United States government is going, well, look, if China does that, then I guess we can too. And we have to stand up and say, absolutely You're no. Here's the thing, so America, wrong. you never get to side with corporations. Yeah. Okay. Your government is supposed to be of the people, by the people, for the people. Not of the corporation, by right. the corporation, for the corporation. I don't care if the economy falls or stops. You have to represent the people. Yeah. Tracy on Facebook says unions are very liberal as well. They support the Democrats. Very well said. And they're stupid, aren't they? <laughs> they are. All right. You don't need to know my name. Says, um, I can already hear the left arguing with what about on Reagan's bust up the air traffic controller strike. Maybe it's a talk that needs to happen, though. The union socialists are meeting communism, slippery slope, and it only goes in that direct down goes in that direction. If it's rail workers today, it will be truckers tomorrow. Mm. All right. If you go to the next uh, story, uh, no, nobody has died yet. It's not I, it's not a um, it doesn't look like it's, it's a major danger, but there is a volcano. Uh, Hawaii's. Uh, Muna Lao volcano, the world's largest active volcano, continues to erupt. 
And there are new fears that lava flows could take out a major road connecting the east and west sides of Hawaii Big Island in the coming days. Um, I can read this. I'm going to play some of the, the footage. There's a very high probability that this lava flow, if it continues, will definitely reach the road. He's uh, Han. Uh, highway in about two days as of Wednesday. The lava flows were about 3.6 miles from the major highway. Although the flow is slow moving, it is still persistent. The emergency managers are ramping up their planning as it threatens to cross over this highway here. Mm. On Sunday, uh, Munalao's eruption marked the end of its longest quiet period in recorded history. The last time lava spewed out of this volcano was 1984. Wow. It just looks like something out of a Hollywood movie. It does. I and mean, that's that's pretty epic right there. All right, more amazing videos here. I'm going to try and make this right away. It's easier to watch these on Twitter. And I can adjust the volume. Wow. Absolute explosion. Whoa. I mean, Whoa. This is like. Yikes. It's a geyser of lava. It's a I geyser mean, of fire. It is a hot molten lava. It is. And All right, so now's your time to come to Jesus. You don't like want to spend Star your eternity Wars. in lava, burning fire. You know, there's there's more reasons to, to give your life to Christ than just saying this is this is one. Some saved by fire, some saved by lava. Meaning, sometimes it's the threat of of you know thinking you're going to burn in sulfuric lava for the rest of your. <laughs> all of eternity that makes you, you know, it's it's want to give your life to Jesus. You know, it is in a way, yes. It is some it is something to behold. Wow. Yikes. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. It is it's something. It is it is something indeed. So so far everybody's safe. Mm. No one has been killed or yeah, injured. Yeah, I haven't or, heard of this going over you know, like villages or anything. Yeah. Exactly. So here's a look near the base of uh, Moana. Is that how you would say that? Moana? Lau? Lau? Wow. Went on a media tour. So-and-so, this news station went on a media tour on Wednesday night and uh, to get a closer look at the lava flow. So a little bit more here. So this is an evening look. It looks a little bit more intense at night. More eerie. Yeah. I guess I should say there. So, Wow. Very interesting. 1984 was the last time yeah, it went off. You know, I always wonder, like, why people live near volcanoes. Well, it's Hawaii. You don't really have a choice. You're always near a volcano, I think. You know, that's such a good point. In the United States, don't we have some volcanoes? Speaking of things burning. Oh, boy. Um, this week, a large fire involving multiple rental vehicles at Nantucket Memorial Airport just Burst into flame, five vehicles. It just so happens that these five vehicles were returned by the Secret Service because they were used by the Biden family during Thanksgiving. They dropped them off at Hertz and then they just explode. You know, five of them, the ones right. that they used. Well, let's just play the look at these. What? Why? 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 And what was in one of them that I've been had in, to... I've been intensely curious about this as well. So Leah, there's there's more to this story than what you just led in on this. Okay. They the Secret Service was gonna have these five cars. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And when did they go? When did they catch fire? After they dropped them off. After they after they used them and then they dropped them off. So and then they burst into flames in the Hertz parking lot. <laughs> and get this. The, they, they quote, sitting president, the most powerful leader of the entire world. These were vehicles for him. Yeah. And Hertz, the sleuths of all sleuths, are going to be the one to investigate these just random fires. That could have, here's the thing. They could have gone off in use. Blowing up the president? Blowing up his secret service? That's, okay, so there are, they, they, they drive around in these Hertz rentals. They come back, they drop them off. <sighs> Guess who? All, all five. Joe uh, or Hunter was traveling with them too, as well. Hunter was. Tra <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. No one died, so I think I can laugh. Am I allowed to laugh if no one has been injured or in involved in this? Um, so, Leo, do you have any speculation on? Well, they were staying at a uh, a billionaire friend's house. Uh, that was it's a twenty million dollar house. Um, with Joe, so it's a, it's a friend of the family there, that billionaire there that they stayed with. Uh, you know, <laughs> it just begs the question. There's a there's a question to be begged. We're entering into season two of this first administration, is what we'll call it, right after the midterms. Joe's had two years. The two years have not gone well. Um, you as Kamala Harris, when we did the Chickmunks version mm. of that, talked about, uh, you don't want to become president by Joe, you know, falling off of a stage or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, however, I, I think that they are, they're recognizing that Joe is an absolute train wreck. So how do we get rid of Joe mm. without walking things back or making a, a huge fool of him? Like, the uh, 25th Amendment. I don't know, but here's the story timeline. In 2016, this is from Rising Serpent, Joe Biden returned a rental car to an Arizona Hertz. Inside it, police discovered a used crack pipe, two DC driver's license, credit cards, a Delaware AG badge, and a U.S. Secret Service business card belonging to Hunter Biden. Mm. Hunter rented the vehicle in California and intended to return it to Prescott, Arizona. Instead of leaving the car keys in the customer drop box, Hunter left them in the gas tank compartment of the vehicle. Police also found a white powdery substance on the armrest. Mm -hmm. The next morning, after the car had already been dropped off, someone called the Hertz car rental location and identified themselves as Joseph McGee before telling the car rental employees the keys were locked in the gas tank compartment, not the customer drop box. According to police, McGee told the car rental employees his friend was feeling sick, so they didn't know what to do. Police traced the number and found the call had originated from a renowned colon hydrotherapist that worked in the area. Police were unable to locate Joseph McGee or Hunter Biden. A lab test conducted by the Arizona Department of Public Safety later determined the pipe was used to smoke cocaine. Hunter Biden is repeatedly referred to as a suspect in the 23 pages of police documents by local authorities, uh, declined to, but local authorities declined to prosecute him for the incident. Fast forward, it's 2022. Five cars rented by the Secret Service during President Joe Biden's Thanksgiving vacation in Nantucket burst into flames at an airport a day after they returned. Guess which company they were rented from? Hertz. Guess he was traveling with Joe. 
Hunter. Hunter. All right. You don't need my name says, oh, come on, girls. Rental, rental cars spontaneously blow up all the time. All the time. It just doesn't make the news. LOL. Um, and thank you, Wesley, for helping out because I was looking this up too. Wesley says, in the lower 48 of mainland U.S., specifically Washington State, there are two volcanoes, Mount St. Helens and Mount Rainier. I was looking it up and I found... Um, in addition to those two, Mount Shasta in California, Mount Hood in Oregon, Three Sisters in Oregon, and the Yellowstone Super Volcano. So on mainland USA, I think I said, are there any in the USA? I meant the lower 48 here. Um, there are, looks like six volcanoes. I don't want to live near one is all I'm saying. I've seen enough movies. Mm -hmm. I've seen enough movies. Those places that are actually the most beautiful places are usually around volcanoes. volcanoes. Yeah. I get it. I just have seen too many movies. I don't want to. I don't want to participate. Yeah. All that. right. So uh, the Biden admin has handed over years of President Trump's tax returns to the U.S. House of Representatives. Why? Mm. He's not an elected official right now. You people are insane. You're insane. You're insane. You're insane. Quote, unquote, Treasury has complied with last week's court decision. A spokesperson for the Department of Treasury uh, told, which includes IRS, told the Epoch Times. The U.S. Supreme Court actually recently rejected a request from the form, uh, from President Trump to block the IRS from transmitting the returns, lifting a stay that Chief Justice Roberts had temporarily, temporarily imposed. The lifting of the stay meant an order from the U.S. Court of Appeals from the District of Columbia came back into effect. The order had directed the IRS to transmit the material to the House. Since the Magna Carta, the principle of oversight has been upheld, and today is no different. This rises above politics, and the committee will now conduct the oversight that we've sought for the last three and a half years. Mm -hmm. Trump and his lawyers had argued that the bid to get the records was politically motivated and designed to publicly release sensitive information, pointing to statements to that effect by leading Democrats such as Nancy Pelosi. Um, I This is so disgusting and so weird and... Just keep praying that whatever they are doing to try to entrap Trump, that they will fall into That's the same it. pit. Listen, we have told you guys this countless times on our program, and I want to encourage you one more time. If you, your homework is to Google imprecatory psalms. You can go to America, I think it's AmericaUnhingedRadio.com. Find Dr. John Diamond's website. He's got books on this. We go and read Psalm 35. Mm. And you start praying that for today against the enemies of our nation. Mm -hmm. That's what you need to do. That's what I do. May the pit that my enemy has dug for me, may they fall in it. Mm. David prayed these Psalms. It didn't go well for Saul. So David, uh, you know, I, I don't know. He had some issues with Saul. That's what happens when you give your heart to somebody that's not really uh, good for you, okay? But still, it is important that just like they did at the First Continental Congress, they prayed mm -hmm. Psalm 35, they, they believed that they had the power before God to pray for God's justice against their enemies, and they saw it, and that's what founded our nation. So what is going to keep our nation is doing that exact same thing. You can't have the picture of the crossing of the Rubicon, right, that Lee and I look at every time we're down here with you. Right. It's hanging up on the other side of the studio. You don't get to have the crossing of the Rubicon, which I think is in Elon Musk's room. Didn't we see that in his picture or something mm -hmm. like that? You don't get to have that without 
what they did without being like George Washington, getting on your knees before God and not just praying, God, please do this, but going in before the throne room of God and, and demanding that the, the rulers and the principalities of these areas of, of these different things be gone, be cast in the sea in the name of Jesus. This is what we have to do. We need to start right. praying against our enemies. So I want to bring a little bit more. I have the, I, I forgot I had this article up about the kind of the personal side to this railroad strike. Okay. So railroaders say that morale and quality of life is at an all-time low. Um, uh, one locomotive engineer said that um, engineers with 15 or 20 years are ready just to tie up for the last time and quit. He's among nearly 24,000 locomotive engineers and trainmen who make up the Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers and Trailmen. The B the BLET, the BLET, <laughs> BLET, uh, BLET was among eight freight unions that voted in mid-November to accept the national tentative oh, we agreement. call them the BLET. The BLET, the BLET, the second largest rail union voted in, uh, in favor about 53 to 46. While the engineer who didn't want to be named in the article for fear of retaliation wouldn't say how he voted, he understands why four of the 12 actually rejected the agreement. I know some of the younger engineers voted for the agreement so they can receive their back pay because they plan to quit because they don't have this in seniority I do. I don't blame them. They want jobs where they are at home more, can attend their kids' events, and some are trying to save their marriages after being on call for 24-7 for the past few years. He said there used to be several road engineers at any given time who were marked uh, up as available to work once his shift ended. That's not the case now. He says some has quit, some have quit, some were fired or took other jobs. Now sometimes I get off the train after being gone on the road for a few days, drive an hour to my house to sleep for 10 hours. Then I'm woken up by a call from a crew dispatcher to report wow. to work in two hours. It's not much of a life for rail road engineers or conductors anymore. He said the condu uh, his conductor, uh, both he and his conductor both contracted COVID in 2020 uh, when all the class one railroads had slashed their workforces because of precision scheduled railroading, running longer trains with fewer employees. Around the same time, the rail carriers had made major cuts to middle management and ground employees, forcing him and others to do more with less. Unable to work for three days because of COVID, he received a call from his dispatcher threatening disciplinary action if he didn't return to work. I think that's where the paid leave comes into. He said um, the Short-term disability pays him 60% of his hourly rate after seven days of unpaid leave, but he couldn't afford to stay at home, and the engineer said he faced immense pressure from his bosses to return before he was well. He said, uh, I had friends that worked, I've worked for, for 20 years who died of COVID, but we couldn't even go to their funerals without facing scrutiny from management. We had to work. Um, Jeremy Ferguson, president of Smart TD, appeared in a recent uh, show to talk about the possible railroad strike. Strike. One of the biggest issues we've had in the past year with precision scheduled railroading was trying to cut the workforce and then the attendance policies being ratcheted up to a level that we've never seen before. Uh, before, some people were allowed five or six days off a month, but now are down to only one day a month with no family time. Class one railroad conductor, a class one railroad conductor with more than 25 years of experience said he's never worked at a job that spends so much money on train employees only to spend double that amount to find something to fire them for once they are considered trained and marked up to work. Wait There's a minute. This what rush. do you mean one day off? They, have, they don't have any days off a month. When you... Well, you mean like just taking a day off or scheduled like you work five days, you get two work, days off? I guess you're just or working. Or thir working 30 days a month. 
or 29 days a month. I think you're just working all month. No, this is slavery. There's a rush to get everybody trained, but management isn't focused on teaching or on the drop training once they are marked they mark up at our railroad. In the early days when I was starting out, I had a mentor who had been on the railroad a long time that would uh, work alongside me. And it says that, uh, yeah, she says, one worker says, my wife is my hero. She has a demanding job too, but she never uses her sick days for herself. It's always for the kids. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like... Um, Again, to reiterate you know, why we have an issue with this is not about the railroad companies telling their employees that they have to work and this, that, and the other. Right now, what we're looking at is the government bringing in a heavy hand, forcing like China people to go to work. Right. Because it may interfere with interstate commerce or, you know, like we covered with the, with the raw milk and, and things like that. Like you cannot yeah. take a day off. You cannot um, have family time because the government says you right. have to work and we're not going to allow you to strike. You, forget the unions, forget all of that. The government says just like the CCP. That's what we're, that's what we're looking at. That's the issue that I have. If you have a company that's forcing you to work just like that, you don't have to work for that company anymore. The issue that I have is the government's coming in and saying this. Well, Soon, because of Elon Musk, he's not the good guy we think he is, or you yeah. may think he is. Yeah. He is coming out. He says that his brain chip to make everybody work, do whatever, uh, uh, Neuralink can begin human trials in six months. Uh, at a live streaming event on Wednesday, Musk announced that Neuralink uh, Corp's coin-sized brain chip could be implanted in human heads for clinical trials in the next six months. This is a bad idea. So when he started his trials for his cars, and self-driving cars get in accidents and blow up, mm -hmm. the batteries blow up, and ah, people ah. have died. Mm -mm. If you put one of those neural links in your head, I guarantee you things are going to go sideways. You already see it in uh, Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, he kind of look he kind of glitches every once in a while. I think he's already doing the neural. You know, this is Elon. God love you. So your neural cars. Neural people up. Hang on. I wanted to explain what the Neuralink did. Okay, but hang on. Okay. Your cars blow people up. You don't care that your cars blow people up. You keep making them. You're going to create something that is going to blow people up, and you're not going to care. At what point is someone like Elon Musk held responsible for his products killing people? So here's the thing. This is what they're saying. Uh, the Neuralink's brain-computer interface is a small chip implanted in the human's head to allow mm. a person suffering from a debilitating condition, such as the after-effects of a stroke, um, to communicate with their thoughts. Previously, Musk had promised human trials would begin in 2020, then 2022, and now the target appears somewhere in the first half of 2023. He also revealed two other BCIs that could one day be attached to the spinal cord and restore movement with somebody with paralysis. If you bring this up, uh, you can see a uh, monkey plays with Pong uh, with the neural link. To be clear, he's not actually using keyboard. He's moving the cursor with his mind to the highlighted key. Now, technically, he can't actually spell, so I don't want to oversell this thing, um, but I guess this monkey. This is Pager. He's a nine-year-old macaque who had a Neuralink placed in each side of his brain about six weeks ago. Animals? If you look carefully, you can see that the fur on his head hasn't quite fully grown back yet. He's learned to interact with a computer 
for a tasty banana smoothie delivered through a straw. We can interact with the Neuralinks simply by pairing them to an iPhone, just as you might pair your phone to a Bluetooth speaker. The links record from more than 2,000 electrodes implanted in the regions of Page's motor cortex that coordinate hand and arm movements. Neurons in this region modulate their activity with intended hand movement. For example, some might become more active when he moves his hand up and others when he moves it to the right. By recording from many neurons and feeding their activity into a decoder algorithm, we are able to predict Page's intended hand movements in real time. First, we calibrate the decoder by recording neural activity as Pager uses okay, the joystick. Stop. This is to monkey abuse. This is insane. Not only that, it's so like the end, watching gonna, a gonna child. Show, it's like watching a child. They're showing that he's Great doing this without Pager. doing anything. Yeah. And what better reward for a monkey than a we should not be experimenting on and animals. we should not be it's like a child like playing video games like no like in jesus name stop 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 it wow stop stop it musk says that twitter has interfered in elections we didn't know that of course we knew that but uh in a discussion uh over a router's article in which the company's former head of trust and safety says twitter is not safer under musk uh, user Eva Fox U posted, Twitter has shown itself to be not safe for the past 10 years and has lost users' trust. The past team of trust and safety is a disgrace, so it doesn't have any right to judge what is being done now, adding they had a chance, but they sold their souls to a corporation. To which, to which Musk replied, exactly the obvious reality, as long as, as, as longtime users know, is that Twitter has failed in trust and safety for a long time and has interfered in elections. He said Twitter 2.0 will be far more effective, transparent, and even-handed, even though we want to put all of you into a brain and your chip and to control you all. A brain in your chip? A chip a in your chip brain. A chip in your brain. Yeah. I mean, you've got one. Trust him. I don't trust him. No, I don't, I don't trust it. him as far as I could throw him. Now, that doesn't mean that when he does stuff... I don't go, oh, that's good. Like when he does certain things, you know, I'm like, okay, that's good. Not that Elon is good. I'm just glad that it's happening, I guess. Twitter is going to blow up. Okay, this is not where this, this whole free speech thing is not, this is just not going to go where we were kind of, where people hope it's going to go. Right. Um, normal people have not been restored to Twitter. And when they, they are. They were going to be though. You were told that you this were going week, to be. They were supposed to be. Well, they were supposed to. And I think Kanye has, has blown that chance. I don't know. We'll, we're going to talk about that. Not on Facebook. But I do want to play this Laura Ingram clip here. Uh, TikTok lobbyist exposed. So TikTok is basically an arm of the CCP. TikTok in the United States run by the Chinese government. Uh, basically, if. Everybody kept saying, do a TikTok, do a TikTok. I downloaded TikTok for five seconds. Every single video is a naked girl. It is cat videos oh, really and naked people. Okay. It is designed to keep you addicted to stupid stuff. Okay. The equivalent of TikTok in China, they don't allow any of that stuff. It's it's like kitty videos, academic things, creative museums, things. Museums. Yeah. yeah. It's all clean. And so this TikTok is designed to keep users' information, to spy on Americans, and now we have and to also our, demoralize our society. And it totally, uh, China doesn't allow this gender bending crud over over there. Okay, they don't allow gender queer in China. 
Okay, you get blue-haired people. They don't allow there on their little TikTok, their version of TikTok. But the crazy thing is, is that there have been recommendations to ban TikTok. So what is China do? What it always does, puts a ton of money at uh, former legislatures to lobby other legislatures to keep TikTok going. This is insane. Why are why are there people? Why are there people like legit smart people with suits lobbying? For TikTok, the like porno cat video. Oh, it's site. so bad. It's so bad. Okay. In the swamp against us, TikTok is hiring an army of Huge. former members of Congress, senators, Democrats, Republicans, staffers, spending seven million dollars nearly last year in order to lobby on their behalf, exploiting the loopholes in our lobbying laws, which are very weak right now. Now, thanks to the Washington Examiner, we know who some of these folks are. Congressman Gallagher was just so great on the show last night. We got huge reaction. And among the names lobbying on behalf of TikTok, which is owned by the CCP-controlled ByteDance, are the following. Former Republican Senate Majority Leader Trent Lott, powerful former Democratic Senator John Bro of Louisiana, former Republican Congressman Jeffrey Dunham, and former Democratic Congressman Barton Gordon. Also, former high-profile staffers are getting into the game, including former Pelosi senior advisor Michael Bloom and former Kevin McCarthy political advisor Freddie Barnes. All were asked to appear with us tonight, with the exception of Bloom, who couldn't make the timing work. They refused. Oh, hmm. man. You know, everybody is bought and paid for by China. By China. They are literally an arm of the CCP here. All, all of those men that she mentioned. An arm of the CCP. A and Lot, a, the former uh, speaker, that's, that should show you a lot about who gets the seat of speaker. Yeah, if you play this video, John Kerry said it doesn't matter um, who gets seats because um, who gets seats in elections because now we have these giant corporations running us. I think that's all the way to the right. Wait for it. How far? Oh, I guess you it? don't have it up. I don't, I don't know. Maybe we do. Do we find it? Nope. Nope. You don't have that one up. That's. I can pull it up though. You want me to play this? Well, yeah. Elon Musk did have some interesting things to say on uh, sex without procreation. Uh, at least he has. You know why? Probably because he's been watching Dr. Alan Keyes go viral on Twitter. A massive amount of thinking, like truly stupendous amount of thinking, has gone into sex. Without purpose. Without procreation. Without procreation. Which, which, which is actually quite a silly action in the absence of procreation. Why are you doing it? Assuming because it makes the limbic system happy. That's why. That's why. But it's pretty absurd, really. <laughs> but I mean, this is a lot of computation has gone into how can I do more of that with the procreation not even being a factor? A, a massive amount that's of thinking. It. Wow. That's, it's very interesting. You know what? I kind of wonder. A lot of thinking, whether it's condoms, contraceptions, abortion. How can I do more of this thing without procreation, which is the one thing that this is designed for? You know what I'm seeing here? And, you know, I still don't believe that Elon Musk is a good guy. Um, he clearly has not had a come to Jesus moment of, Psychopaths of, can think any, of any kind, but it is possible that he is thinking through things and finding himself 
there have been other like people that we know prophets that have, have prophesied Elon Musk is going to come to Jesus. I don't, I don't know one way or the other. I don't have any idea. Interesting. Um, it would not surprise me though, watching his journey, if that was the case, if he mm. was, you know, kind of inching closer there. So, uh, Leah, do you see your, your tweet? Don't forget that one. We'll go on right. Sam Bankman-Fried. Okay. All right. Here's this con artist. He's still hanging out from what I understand in the Bahamas, billions of dollars down the drain. This young guy who is just absolutely, uh, gut-wrenchingly awful to watch him speak because he can't even get in a sentence out. You have to wonder, how did he run one of the, one of the largest cryptocurrency scams in the world mm. and keep people... Like, he shows up really disheveled in a t-shirt and he gets, you know, ad deals with G Gazelle and football stars. Like, none of this doesn't make any sense unless he's the front guy. And so he's either playing stupid or he is stupid. And if he is stupid and he's not just playing stupid, then he's a front guy. For, exactly. for where did this money go? So uh, former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried apologized or admitted failure, failure at least 12 times. This is, I guess, the, the, you know, the equivalent of I do not recall. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At the New and why Times. hasn't he been brought before some sort of uh, Senate committee? Like, well, hearing? he will be, but the the head the head of that the is Maxine Waters, who gave him a kiss on the cheek and was his friend. So we'll see how that goes. So he actually got to speak at the New York Times Deal Book Summit on November thirtieth. It was a softball interview. In a wide ranging interview interview uh, interview, Bankman Fried was asked to answer a number of questions surrounding the downfall of the now defunct exchange, with some even suggesting that some of his statements could be used to incriminate him in legal proceedings. In a November Twitter po 30 Twitter post, uh, crypto attorney Jeremy Hogan, partner at Hogan Hogan, said that the light cross-examination of Bankman-Fried at the DealBook Summit has already returned at least three incriminating statements so far. So, number one, why are his lawyers or parents letting him do this? Let's see. That there is a much Turn up. more closely okay. connected um, version of FTX International and Alameda than previously understood. Fair to say? I, yeah, I mean, given the size of the position, I think it, it was, uh, if not in intention, it was in effect uh, tied together substantially more than I would have ever wanted it to be. So his girlfriend's company, and we're going to actually get to a better quality clip here in a second with another interview of his, his girlfriend's all... company. Go ahead. Um, Almeida being... Uh, really con uh, connected with FTX. I have that clip uh, downloaded if you want me to play it. but uh, No, because there's more to it. I super play. tip for anybody. In the 21st century, in, in 2022, I don't think that we you need to be recording something with uh, your cell phone on a laptop. Windows, the, press the Windows icon and the letter G. That will screen record what you're playing. There's no reason to hold your cell phone to a laptop to record what you're watching or, uh, you know, it, the only the only exception is if it's a television. Yeah, yeah, television. Alan Rosca from the law firm Rosca Scar Scarletto said, it was pretty astonishing that he's in effect testifying at the Deal Book Summit. Hard to think of a precedent for this. Bankman-Fried's first concession came while greeting interview Andrew Sorkin when he said, in reference to the collapse of FTX, clearly I made a lot of mistakes or things I would give anything to do 
to be able to do over again. An apology came moments later when Sorkin confronted him with a letter written by an FTX customer who lost $2 million in life oh. savings. Uh, Bankman Free said, I'm really sorry. I'm deeply sorry about what happened. Um, later, when discussing the allegations that Almeida used FTX client funds to cover loans, Bankman Freed said that while he didn't know exactly what was going on at Almeida, he concedes it was still his duty as FTX CEO to make sure I was doing due diligence. A lot of those these things that I've learned over the last month that I've learned, I mark that as a pretty big oversight that I wasn't more aware of. Bankman Freed admitted failure again when quizzed about FTX's former standing in the industry and the loss of trust in crypto now that the exchange has collapsed, stating, I mean, like, look, I screwed up. I was CEO, I was the CEO of FTX, and I'm mean, I say this again and again, that means that I had responsibility, that means that I was respons responsible ultimately for doing the right things, and I mean, we didn't, like, we messed up big. Does this sound like... <laughs> No, you didn't mess up big. I'm guessing you're either a con man, which you did mess up big, or you're a front man and you're really stupid. So which one is it? Because he sounds like a valley girl, right? It's like, it's like I have a, it's, it, it, I'm not going to say it. He continued to concede FTX's failings, stating that apps, there absolutely were management failures, oversight failures, and transparency failures. Toward the end of the interview, Sorkin directly asked Bankman Freed whether he had been truthful with the audience about whether he agreed that there had been times that he had lied. Bankman Freed said he wasn't aware of any times that he had lied, but explained that there were times when asking as a representative or marketer for FTX that he would paint FTX as compelling as possible. You know, I wasn't talking about, hold on just a second, about what are the risks involved with FTX. I obviously wish I had spent more time dwelling on the downsides and less time thinking about the upsides. One more time, one more thing. Bankman Freed was asked what his lawyers are telling him at the moment and whether it was a good idea for him to be speaking publicly. He said, very much not. I mean, you know, the classic advice is don't say anything. Recede into a hole. He said he believes he has a duty to talk to people and explain what happened and try to do what's right. I don't see what good is accomplished by me just sitting locked in a room pretending the outside world doesn't exist. I find it really interesting that he said, I'm not aware of any time that I lied. Um, as a person that tells the truth, my answer would be, I don't lie. So I did not lie. If I made a mistake or I misspoke, Right, like that would be my answer. No, but he knows that he rep. He knows he, he knows that he lies. Represented the. Yeah. He knows that he lies. Is what I'm saying. I'm not aware of any time that I lied. Mm -hmm. Right, like it's like saying you know, like I I do not wear blue sneakers. I never wear blue sneakers. This is an example. I don't. I probably have a pair of blue. Like you just never wear blue sneakers. So there's not a possibility. For you ever, I am unaware of any time that I wore blue sneakers. So I don't wear blue sneakers. Okay, so there's no way, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, mm -hmm. I'm unaware of any time that I lied. Yeah. I don't lie. If I misspoke, I apologize. If I messed something up, if I got something wrong. But no, I didn't lie because I don't lie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I want you to bring up, I think it's George Stephanopoulos. Would you bring up that interview? I have uh, up here, it's a nine-minute clip. We're not going to play the whole thing or play some, some clips here. Um, and... In it, there are some really stunning admissions. So if you go to the 1 minute 37 second here, perfect. And let's play that a little bit. And you're going to see him sidestepping questions because he, he knows he's lying. Reasons FTX went bankrupt is because FTX deposits 
Yep. Were used to pay Alameda's creditors. Carolyn Ellison said you knew about that. Is that true? You know, best I can tell, uh, Alameda did have a big position open on, on FTX. Um, that position, uh, I think, was you know very over collateralized uh, a year ago. There is a, a total market collapse, and sp you know specifically a large correlated collapse in its assets. You know over the last month, and to some extent over the last year, that I uh, you know threatened that position quite a bit. And I think that's you know as best I understand a lot of what happened there. I, I am no cryptocurrency expert. I'm no finance expert. Yep. But I don't think you answered my question. I always ask, yep. did you know that FTX deposits were used to pay off Alameda creditors? Uh, That's a pretty simple question. Did you know his girlfriend's company that you guys, you, he took like a personal loan of a billion dollars, by the way. Yeah. A billion dollars. And he said that was to rebuild the company. Um, how, what are you doing to rebuild your company? You got a lot of servers or something? No, they were pocketing so much money. It was, it was insane. But why he went over this, blah, 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 blah. He was, he has a script. So he's trying to find, he has like answers, right? So he's trying to go over the answers for the script. I don't know of FTX deposits being used to pay off Alameda creditors. Are you, I, uh, which, which creditors are you referring to? Carolyn Ellison said that you all knew that these funds were used, were put into Alameda. They were the funds owned by your depositors. So I can't speak for who knew what. You know, a lot of the customers on FTX did have, you know, borrowers either, you know, in dollars or Bitcoin or, or euros. But as you know, the FTX terms of service yep. tell the people who signed up None of the digital assets in your account are the property of, or shall be, or may be loaned to FTX trading. But you're saying that happened. My understanding is a few things happen. The first is there is a margin trading facility on FTX by which users can lend out funds, by which other users borrow funds. And so there are explicit cases where there is you know, margin extend, where there is borrow lending. If yep. Alameda is borrowing the money that belongs yep. to FTX depositors, that's a bright red line, isn't it? There are a lot of cases where that's actually explicitly part of the programs and that are but happening. But not, not here. Here it says that the digital assets may not be loaned to FTX trading. They can't be loaned out. I. Uh, what is that? What is he doing? He's like, you're, his papers literally say, when you sign him, these, uh, we're not going to loan out your money. Can't be loaned out. Can't be loaned out. There's another uh, timestamp here when I play um, just one more at about 610 here. It's a really interesting interview, actually. You might have to make it small to get it to go. <laughs> Hang on, guys. A lot of people look at you. Consumption. processes <laughs> are happening, play out as they will. I, I do want to move on, but just, just finally on yep. this. This is really a yes or no question. Yep. Carolyn Ellison says you knew that FTX funds were being funneled to Alameda. Did you know that? I knew that there is an open margin position there and that that involved... I know, but that's not what I'm asking. <laughs> If she's in court and you're in court and she's under oath and you're under yep. oath and you're asked, did you know that these funds were being funneled to Alameda? What is your answer? 
I did not know that there is any improper uh, use of customer funds. You also took okay. out a one billion. Okay, no, 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 no. That's not you. But but if you go back to what we just covered, he clearly thought that it was proper for him to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So he's not answering the question of were these funds go? Did you know these funds were going to Alameda? Mm. He yeah. should have just said no. I didn't know that. Right. What he's saying is essentially what he just admitted at the very minimum is. I knew they were going. I just didn't know it was wrong. So he also said that um, the $16.4 million Bahama mansion that got listed in his parents' names, he doesn't know how it got listed in his parents' names. He said it was for the FTX staff. And he doesn't know how it was listed in his parents' name. So you're going to find that all these things were just kind of spread out in different people's names. Hey, mom and dad, could you put a $16.4 million house in your name? Great. Thanks. Either no, I don't think that's what how that went. I think that it went. The parents were like, "Hey, we're getting this house. It's going in our name." You think so? Yes, his parents are his handlers. They have yeah. been from day one. They have been from day one. All right, his let's. Parents are trying to get a cut. This is the ten percent for the big guy moment. All right, would you play this clip from Tucker here? Winfried may have yet. run the biggest scam oh, in. Right. Hang on. Wait for it. They heard it though. Mm hmm. Here we go. There's Tucker Man. History, but he doesn't seem worried about being prosecuted for making off apparently with billions because he knows the regulators and he's the second biggest donor of the Democratic Party. So he's bold enough to go on television and seem unashamed. Yesterday, he headlined the New York Times Deal Book Summit. This morning, he was on Good Morning America. When you look at the classic Bernie Madoff story, there was no real business. There, the whole thing, as I understand it, I think was was just one one big Ponzi scheme, right? FTX, that was a real business. Oh, it was a real business. Why is that guy? He's not under arrest. Oh, he didn't trespass at the Capitol. He didn't walk into Nancy Pelosi's office. So there's no SWAT team at his house. He's talking to George Stephanopoulos in the Bahamas. No problem. How's he getting away with this exactly? How is he doing that? Freed may have How run is the he doing that? Well, I'll tell you what, the media have a lot to cover for because this is them basically calling in the second coming of Jesus. Sam Bankman Freed is really becoming the industry's lifeline during a crisis lately. I'm fascinated, endlessly fascinated with Sam Bankman Freed's role in all of this. You've been now described as the JP Morgan, if you will, of the crypto business. A lot of people called you um, the savior of crypto, the patron saint of crypto, the Michael Jordan of crypto, if you will. Sam Bankman-Fried. Sam Bankman-Fried, the J.P. Morgan of... Bankman-Fried, SBF, JPM. Do you know SBF? I think it's cool that the guy has just initials, uh, SBF. Some on Twitter calling him the hero right now of the industry. There's comparisons to Warren Buffett back in the financial crisis. Or if you go way back, J.P. Morgan in the panic of 1907, bailing out the banks before the Fed was even created. Sam Bankman-Fried is trying to play the role of J.P. Morgan. Uh, the original JP Morgan. One key figure we've talked about has emerged to help stabilize the ecosystem. That is Sam Bankman-Fried. We talk about him a lot. Yeah. Sam Bankman-Fried. Fried. Is he the Jay Gould of our era or is he the JP Morgan of our era? I think it's yet to be determined. Yet to be determined. Is he, the, is he Vanderbilt? He could be. Is he Harriman? Possibly. Is he the Credit Mobiliar scandal? Is he Carnegie? The aforementioned 29-year-old gazillionaire, FTX founder and CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried. I love you, Sam. I'm just jealous. Uh, <laughs> it's no, nothing, nothing against you. The CEO, though, lives a relatively understated life for a billionaire. He drives a Toyota Corolla. 
to FTX's offices in the Bahamas. He lives with 10 roommates and a golden doodle named Gopher. Sometimes sleeps under a, uh, his desk on a beanbag chair as well. You aim toward a more sophisticated level of investor than some of the other platforms do. Fair point? Well, Sam, uh, thanks so much. It's such a fascinating conversation. That's Sam Bankman-Fried of FTX. Sam, don't be a stranger. We love you here on CNBC. Come around, talk to us more often about It's embarrassing to watch. And I, I, I'm going to hear here. Here is part where here's the part where SBF admitted last night uh, that when customers were buying and selling Bitcoin on FTX, they were actually not actually trading Bitcoin. It was just a fake entry in their account at FTX. Because that makes sense as to why there were no more Bitcoin to withdraw, where customers like, right. like that I know had Bitcoin balances because those Bitcoin right. actually didn't exist because it was just notional. You were just letting us buy notional tokens that didn't actually really exist. Uh, yeah, or another way of phrasing that. Because otherwise you would have had to have the USDC uh, somewhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I believe that what you're saying is, in fact, part of what happened. Well, wow. FTX was meant to have 1.4 billion of Bitcoin from users, but has none. They took user money and didn't buy the Bitcoin. So basically, they, um, you know, really messed over their users uh, by not having the 1.4 billion of additional Bitcoin of buy pressure. Um, you wanted, to, it looks like I'm going to kind of dive a little bit more into a thread here on. Uh, having a, a crypto expert kind of break this down, but I think you might want to comment on just his appearance and how everybody was kind of. Saying how he was, did you know how he was God and Jesus and not not his appearance? I don't care about the disheveledness. I don't care about his uh, kind of little afro floofy hair or whatever. He seems incredibly unhealthy to me, mm. and uh, yeah. that's what a life behind a desk mm. of uh, and not just behind a desk. This is because a lot of people just ha have to work behind a desk. His entire life was handed to him. So he probably, I mean, did he even have to brush his own teeth? I mean, like that's what, what, what you look at is this kind of um, entitled, spoiled, rich kid. Because that's what he was before this even came into play. And the rich kids used to actually be in shape. Why does yeah. he have this giant uh, beer belly looking, you know, he just looks like he's never lifted anything like I sing like a pen in his life. Mm -hmm. He just kind of it's like a shell of a man. Zero body mu like muscle mass in his body. Like I'm not trying to be judgmental. But any mild form of, of physical activity in your life um, and, and good nutrition, too, not just the physical activity, but good nutrition. But how did he will produce a normal? How did he get the more sophisticated clientele? Right. Yeah, that's an excellent question. It's it's all in who you know. It, his parents were clearly pulling all of the strings Democrat. for him in his life. The Democrats needed to funnel money through something. They all got the, you know marching orders that this is the guy this is who we're pushing and and i want you and all why? to fawn over him we are going to funnel money through this that's yeah. what we need to do to the ukraine well that did end up happening can't lie we didn't i don't think they funneled money to the ukraine through this they funneled ukraine money through back through it um it was a circular thing so the, so they so it was they def they definitely funneled money to democrats 40 million dollars of donations and, and money much and then the money more. goes to ukraine and then the money goes back to ftx yeah it's a it's a circle we've covered this on our show you were there yeah you I, it, it made it sound like you were saying we were funneling money 
through FTX to Ukraine. I'm sorry. It's we were okay. We it's, it, it's it's a whole circle where everyone is involved: the Democrats, Ukraine, and FTX, and it goes like this. All right. So this is from Compound Two Forty Eight. Uh, dear media, do you want a simple description of how SFBF uh, FTX did what he did? Why does nobody seem capable of pinning Sam down? His secret is when asked pointed questions, he switches to market plumbing speak, hiding behind lingo. Let me help you understand his moves. Anytime you hear the or read Almeida, replace with Sam's personal account. When Almeida borrows FTX customer money, that means Sam borrows customer money. Almeida is 100% owned by Sam and a few friends. Almeida had no clients. Almeida's capital is Sam's and Caroline's, etc. So when he says this is a real business, Almeida was not a business. Sam says Almeida was not a business. And so when Almeida is getting the money, he's getting the money. It's a front. Sam says he poorly risk managed the FTX and Almeida relationship. Recall Almeida equals Sam. What transpired? Almeida, Sam had liquidity issues. Almeida, Sam organized a loan from FTX. Uh, to paper the loan, Almeida posted collateral to FTX. The collateral was pretend money. Almeida, Sam had issues. Nobody has nailed down what happened. Was Almeida, quote, always a fraud or did it suffer losses at some point and then get desperate? Perhaps the Terra Luna implosion in the spring. This is a question begging for an answer. Sam claims he was no longer closely involved in Almeida. Again, Almeida equals Sam's personal capital. Sam claims Caroline and the team ran it independently uh, uh, other than its venture investments. This claim gives Sam cover to say he doesn't know the details about Almeida's issues. Almeida, Sam, organized a loan from FTX. At some point, uh, time uncertain, Almeida, Sam, needed access to liquidity. It almost certainly had margin loans. That's a different video. I know. I'm not there. Okay. I can't find it. So it's okay. not a big deal. From third parties being called third parties like Gemini or Binance, maybe FTX, to repay these, Almeida needed liquidity. To paper the loan, Almeida posted collateral to FTX. FTX client assets were the liquidity that Almeida Sam needed to repay its other loans. To pretend this was okay, FTX needed to hold collateral from Almeida as security against the loan in case Almeida Sam didn't repay. When you borrow cash on margin, you generally have to post more collateral than you borrow. Example, you might borrow against your Schwab account. Schwab holds your account's assets in protection against you defaulting on the loan. This lets you uh, turn investments into liquidity. Elon's Tesla margin loan is a prominent example. Elon can borrow $1 for every five of Tesla stock he posts, giving him cash to do anything like buy Twitter without selling Tesla. After You and I can't really do this. Uh, after borrowing from the facility, if Tesla stock falls below a certain threshold, say one to three, Elon needs to either add more collateral to the margin facility post more Tesla or pay down the loan. If he does neither, the lender can liquidate Tesla, the Tesla it holds as collateral and repay the loan from the proceeds. Now back to Almeida, Sam. Together, FTX and Almeida, Sam and Sam, develop a few uh, blank coins, air tokens. The most relevant are FTT and SRM. Both FTX and Almeida received huge grants from FTT and SRM. I'm just going to use FTT going forward. So, uh, Sam controlled the vast majority of the issuance and only a tiny portion of FTT and SRM traded. Almeida was the largest trader. 
If you own 95% of something and then manipulate the price of the other 5%, you can make your 95% look really valuable. Just keep the price of that 5% up and look how valuable your 95% looks. Guess what Almeida Sam used as collateral for those margin loans we were talking about? FTT and SRM. And it doesn't appear that FTX required a big haircut on those. Remember that Elon can borrow $1 for every $5. That's an 80% haircut, but it doesn't appear FTX required a substantial haircut on the FTT that Almeida posted. Ultimately, these horrible coins, tokens, as collateral, Almeida, quote, borrowed 9 to $10 billion from FTX. The money was almost by definition FTX customer money. You might recall that Sam famously described the tokens like these to um, some other people called mag the magic money in a box. It was recognized immediately as Sam describing a Ponzi, but most of us didn't realize Sam was issuing these magic tokens. Sam may argue this is just how banks and brokerages work. They take deposits, they lend them out based on credit judgments to earn a spread, and as long as depositors don't ask for deposits and back in mass, all is perfectly fine. But this isn't what banks do, don't do. So banks do not lend 70% of their deposits to one borrower. Have that borrower be the founder of the bank. Accept, quote, made up tokens as collateral and actual worst case collateral ever conceived. Have almost all that collateral be just two made up completely made up assets. Apply uh, de minimis haircuts to the collateral, except derivatives of the bank itself uh, as collateral. FTT is not random. It relates to FTX. So there's a lot more to this pretend money. The collateral was pretend money. Nothing about this is real. And so, so Sam Bankman Freed needs to go to jail hmm. forever. He so, essentially stole the money of his customers. That's what he did. This he is stole their money. Here's the, here's the line. When Sam says he poorly risk managed, it means I, FTX CEO Sam, should not have allowed Almeida Sam to use pretend Sam money as collateral to take real money from Sam's customers. And he should go to jail. He's going to jail. He keeps acting like there are other people, but he's the guy issuing these fake coins. It's Almeida's his company, FTX's company, and he's loaning giant portions of his one company to himself jail time going to jail go go going to jail the fact that these people like they can interview him like on good morning america with a straight face without ending the the interview by going i think i think you're gonna go to jail like you have to go to jail for this how can you not end an interview by saying that after you've spoken with i don't know man? i do not know you are going to jail um, I don't like to talk about this very much, but I'm going to because you guys need to pull your kids out of public school. Yeah, yesterday. A Texas mother, frustrated by her school board's reluctance to remove books with graphic sexual content from school libraries, found an embarrassing technique for getting school board members and the public to pay attention. Her unusual method may have hastened the removal of one objectionable book from shelves and brought the issue of sexual content content in school libraries to attention uh, to the attention of social media viewers worldwide. At last count, it's had 372,000 views. Unreal. A parent in the uh, Frizz... Let's see, which district is this? This is going to be... Uh, Frisco, San Francisco. I think it's Texas, though. Oh, oh, that's right. Frisco ISD. Frisco, Texas. Oh, okay. Texas. 
Briscoe, a board member stops her and says there's a child in the boardroom. They acknowledge it's inappropriate to read in front of children, but these books can be seen in uh, the school library. And I'm not going to uh, play it because I'm sure it's horrible. Oh, the we're video not going to play the video. Shannon Ayers know reading okay. from the book, The Perks of Being, being a Wallflower. Ayers, the mother of grown children who attended uh, school in the district, now serves on the board of the local chapter of the Watchdog Group, County Citizens Defending Freedom. Get involved, guys. This is this is get involved. Watch these things. Even if your kids aren't in school, it's it's helpful to help other kids. In the clip, Ayers takes her spot at the podium uh, during public comment and begins reading a passage from the book. Uh, the excerpt graphically describes a young girl protesting and crying as a board asks her to do a sexual act. I ask you why this book has survived two attempts and then off camera, a school board trustee can be heard talking over her as Ayers' microphone is turned off at the end. Thank you. Your time is up. Thank you so much. There's a child in the boardroom, so I would ask you to please stop reading that. Ayers told Epoch Times she decided to begin reading excerpts from the books that remind that remained in the libraries after making it through at least one review process. Though distasteful, she felt reading passages would focus attention on the remaining books. Um, so it's blatant hypocrisy that you can't read it in, in a room full of mostly adults, but kids can read it at school. Wow. So there's another book um, in which there's a scene where the father rapes his daughter. Wow. In the book. Wow. Um, like... That is, that there should never be any books that say that. Mm -hmm. Most especially at children. So I'm really proud of this woman. Way to go. Way to go, Shannon. You know, she reminds me of the Mama Bears, the Iowa Mama Bears. Kimberly. Yeah, yeah. We don't have much time left here. We kind of got an overtime. So we're going to say goodbye here to Facebook. And then we're going to take a little deep dive into what's going on with Kanye West. All right, so let me grab this link um, and drop it here. For, for those of you that are watching on Facebook, it doesn't cost you anything just to jump over to Rumble. We don't have any kind of paywall for this. It's just literally we want to be able to speak freely. And an, at another time, we will go over. Just while we were going live, Twitter dropped a big thread on uh, the the suppression of the Hunter Biden. Oh, laptop story. Yeah. yeah. So we were going to get to that today, but we won't actually get to that today. But before we say goodbye to Facebook, um, I do need to tell you guys that tonight until midnight on uh, the Organic Body Essentials website, you can save 10%. Now, you guys have heard me talk about this, and I, do, I need to tell you a story that happened to me two nights ago. Um, I've been telling you about the CBD oil that I've been using, the tincture that she, that Vicky makes over there. And it'll come in a bottle that looks kind of like this, but a little bit bigger. Um, I told you that I've really been struggling to sleep at night until I started taking this. Now, Vicky told me, do it for like four, like 10 days, you take the, the regimen and then you can just take it as needed. Consistently, I have, I had one night, two nights ago where it was just excruciating pain and I was too tired to get up and take it. So then, uh, I think it was last night I was like, okay, before I go to bed, if there's something about sleeping that it really bothers me before I go to bed, I'm going to go ahead and take it. Why don't you just keep it by your bed? I should, I shouldn't I, um, but I don't need it every day. It's like every, like once a week, once every nine days or something like that. And I took it and I slept like a baby. And I don't mean like I slept like a baby because I always sleep like a baby. I don't have a problem. I have zero problem with sleeping. Um, we're so busy. My head hits a pillow when I go to sleep unless I'm in pain. And I was in so much pain two nights ago. And then I, I took that. And so my point is her claim that if you take this 
for the certain, you know, 10 days that she, I don't even think I did it for 10 days. I think I did it for like seven. And then now I've just been able to use it as needed. So when you're going to the website and there's different links in the description of our video, one that takes you to the CBD website and one that just takes you to the regular website where you can get the flawless face serum that Lee and I have been using. That's why we don't have any wrinkles. I'm telling you, they've gotten rid of my crow's feet. Look at this. This isn't even on Zoom. They're right there. They're like totally gone. Um, go and get like... Every product that we have used from her is absolutely phenomenal. And so I want to encourage you guys tonight until midnight, she's doing the cyber week sale, 10%. You can use promo code RC. If you've already purchased from there, you're already in the system via your email. You shouldn't even need to use the promo code. Um, but and you don't need our promo code to save the 10% because that's just for everybody this week. So I really want to encourage you guys. Mom, the, uh, the face scrub says the, um, Oh, the, the face scrub. I love the face scrub. I love the mask. I love the, face, the, the lotion. The, and the, I've been using the toner. Mom likes the PM CBD. To help her not, fall asleep. Yeah, she just, she's like, yeah. she couldn't fall asleep, couldn't fall asleep. She's like, can I give me that? And she just knocked out. Yeah, so I just, I, I wanted to put that in there because there's only so much time. 12 p.m. Eastern yeah. Standard Time tonight, 12 a.m., right. I should say. You just, it, it, it's been going all week and I haven't had a chance to look at it and, and tell you guys about it. I think I said something last night, but I really want to encourage you guys, if you have been listening to us talk about these products, mm -hmm. you're like, well, they're kind of expensive because they are, but they're right. totally worth it. Right. If you, if this is, if this is something that you've been wanting to get, you have until tonight, it's Friday, uh, to go there and get the 10% sale. So Where's I want to your encourage brother? you guys, uh, in that. So Where's Knuckles? organicbodyessentials.com promo code RC. All right, now we're going to say goodbye to Facebook. You're not going to want to miss coming over to Rumble though right now hey, uh, for the rest of hey, tonight's show. All right, Leah. So we talked about Kanye West on our Brighton program. We did a little bit at the very end, but yeah. there's, there's a, we have some clips that we can show you guys. Well, there's just one clip that I'm going to show you because the rest are just so uncomfortable to watch. They, honestly, yeah. it was uncomfortable to watch him wear that mask. It really he's bothered wearing, me. He's wearing like a BDS Balenci Balenciaga mask. He, yeah. He's trying to say, I don't know what he's trying to do exactly because I think he's got several different parts of his brain. Okay. Yeah. Part of his brain loves Jesus. His dad's a pastor. He's trying to follow God. Okay. And somehow he's gone down this anti-Jew kick because there are people in his life and he's found that, and I believe this is a, a kind of a demonic thing for him to kind of, well, if it was all Christians and he would start blaming Christians or if it was all white people, you start blaming white people, right? Mm -hmm. So now he's on a kick blaming all the Jews. Right. It's, it's, it's the Jews. It's them. He sees them in Hollywood. He sees them, uh, Jared Kushner. He sees wherever he sees, like his trainer was Jewish. Uh, the, the head of Adidas was Jewish, um, which is weird because, no, it was not, not Adidas. It was another company because um adidas actually came out adidas. of adidas came out of nazi germany volkswagen came out of nazi germany and he went on tim pool and he lasted 10 minutes there and and got up and left then alex jones said well i could probably do it better and he goes on alex jones and alex point blank says you know and you're not a nazi and and kanye west goes in and and says you know hitler you know, he did some good things and he created the microphone that I sing out of and highways. And then he points to the archetypal 
right wing if there is a right wing nasty it is nick fuentes he you guys may not have heard of him but he he is he's been kicked off a lot of things and a lot of people like him because he's so bold on a lot I of stuff i think he's controlled opposition i believe he's so he's got this evil look in his eyes he's just like he's he is i believe if he's not controlled by the democrats then boy he's giving them a run for their money so Aaliyah, maybe in, in telling this story, maybe you could just kind of talk to the viewers the way that you talked to me yesterday after you watched several of these clips um, about Nick being his handler, yeah. about the um, why, you know, he kind of threw it to, to Nick Milo to finish a sentence. Nick. Yeah. Like, what is what are we seeing kind of almost very clearly about Kanye almost being handled about maybe the uh, is, Louis Farrakhan angle? Tell Just talk to them like the I, way you were talking to me. Okay. Uh, well, let's play this first clip. You want to play the clip first before the one explaining clip I it? do have right. of him. You can see his face. You can kind of see him there. And then somebody's got to get that. And home. why? And I'll, I'll run up there. Why is he wearing the the mask? But this is the one clip that I actually agreed with him uh, about. But unfortunately, he's kind of talking about pornography. He hates the one thing that I appreciate for about Kanye is he's coming out against pornography, right? right? But he's actually doing this in a way that. Um, is trying to justify almost the 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 Balenciaga. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really bad. So right, here we go. Yeah, I got it. Topics right now is all of the pedophilia advertisement, and my take on that is, you know, there's there's one place in the Bible where it says God sees sin differently, and there's another place where it says, uh, you know. Let me get out my phone. I can like really pull up the exact thing it says in the Bible. The general gist, and we'll get back to it after the five-minute break, is that you have to uh, stay strict to everything and remove as much sin as possible in order to serve God. And when people look at pornography, when a, when a grown man is looking at a grown woman have sex on camera, you're still looking at someone's daughter, and you're looking at a lot of times someone... That is the product of pedophilia. So people will engage in going to strip clubs or looking at pornography, but then they the moral compass is like, oh my God, look at the pedophiles. But in a way, anybody who looks at pornography is a form of a, a of a pedophile also. Let's let's bank it all in. It's very simple. We're not going to be talking about all this moral code and these standards right here. It's either Christ said so or Christ said no. Yay, powerful information. I totally agree with you. Back in six. And I agree with him so much there, but he's got this holy Bible there. And Kanye, Jesus is Jewish. The disciples are Jewish. Yeah. Okay. And just because some people do bad things, I can't say black people do this. Okay. I can say that people who believe a certain way are going to go down a different path. Now, I will say this. He started to talk about they and the Jews and it made Alex really uncomfortable and it made me really uncomfortable because we all like don't want you to go down this way. Okay. And then he's like, you explain it, Nick. Nick is one of those, I, I call them the bit, the bit shooters. Okay. There's these weird people who just blame the Jewish people for everything. And it's strange because gosh, you guys, there are a lot of evil people in this world. Okay, stop blaming the, the Jewish cabal. Okay, there are people who are doing bad things of all different faiths and, and they are the cabal. But there are things in the Talmud and in these Mishnahs 
that are um, misogynistic. They're abusive to women. Like the, uh, I believe that a woman's uh, testimony is worth half of a man. Talks about I wish you know, a man's like I'm glad I wasn't born a woman. Um, and it would have been better to be stillborn and than Nick, to be born a woman. Nick goes on to kind of talk about these different things in the Talmud. That you can you can't charge interest to a Jewish person, but you can and should charge interest to other people, and that's actually and the it's in the Old Testament too. So, um, you know, it's really important to be you have to differentiate between maybe like um, the Old Testament mm. and things that G, even Jesus called out. Yeah, right. And Kanye West has gone down a path. That is the Louis Farrakhan nation of Islam, which is Krishlam. And Kanye, you're doing what you should not do, okay? Which is try to put together Christianity and like this Islamic teaching, which is very anti-Jew, okay? And very anti-woman. And Louis Farrakhan said, you know, Hitler was a great man. He wasn't a great man for me. But he was a great man because he was great for Germany, is what Louis Farrakhan said. And Obama met with Louis Farrakhan. And so, Ye posts a picture of what looks like a Star of David with a, a swastika inside. And then he finally gets taken off of Twitter. Permanently suspended. Well, it turns out that that particular symbol is a... Uh, symbol of like a, a like an ancient Hindu type thing, and what's so funny is that the there are people who have this kind of um, belief system, and they they actually have that symbol that Kanye West posted. Um, they these people gave a um a, a uh, honorary thing to Elon Musk. People wow. actually had this symbol. You're kidding. Yeah. So I'm not going to leave it up long. I just wanted you guys to be able to kind of have a visual of it there. Um, it's incredibly disturbing. The, the, the symbol and the, if you there. see it the way we would see it now. Right. But um, it's, it's, that actually is a, um, it actually means something else. So pretty wild that Kanye West just suspended for posting some weird UFO religious realism symbol that resembles a swastika inside of a Jewish symbol, but the Azov Battalion can have actual Nazi symbols as their pro. Um, so it wasn't a Nazi swastika. It wasn't a Nazi swastika. You can see it. It's the symbol of the, uh, and you can Google this, the R-A-E-L-I. Raelian. Raelian movement. Whatever According to is. their founder, the symbol was seen on God's spaceship. So the U.S. Raelian movement is still allowed on Twitter. But Kanye West gets removed. And the U.S. Raelian movement actually gave Elon Musk. So, well, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier about Kanye West and his mental state. Mm. It, see, it would seem very clear and evident to me. That someone, after hearing Kanye West on Alex Jones, sent him this symbol, and Kanye West thought, look, 
This is me kind of bridging the gap of what I was trying to say and just kind of tweets out the symbol without doing any research. This is why it's it's a problem to be such a huge name and to have people send you things and then you don't really look it up. You just kind of, Kanye's known to just kind of fly off the seat of his pants. I remember what he did with Taylor Swift and, and, and all of that. Like Kanye's on a journey and unfortunately in his journey, people are able to infiltrate his space and his mind. And um, that's what Nick Fuentes has done. Mm -hmm. That's what his trainer did. That's what all of these handlers did, and he hates it. So I truly do believe that at some point, we've been following Kanye West's kind of saga for a few years now mm -hmm. with his Jesus is King album and his kind of come to Jesus moment. And he's had these ups and downs mm -hmm. in that. And I think that we're going to continue to see a lot of ups and downs. I do not believe, and this is, this is I can say this unequivocally, I truly believe that Kanye West is on his his highway of holiness, like trying yeah. to find God, right? Yeah. He's literally trying to find God, mm -hmm. but he's got a lot of baggage and it's, and it's just going to show, Yeah, you know, it's, it's bound to happen. We I would be shocked if this kind of thing was not happening. Right, 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 right. So, um, the Nazi symbol is actually turned sideways a little bit more, the Raelian symbol, and it's actually a Hindu, Hindu symbol is different, but Kanye is not thinking clearly, mm -hmm. knowing that all this stupid stuff that he's saying and doing is overshadowing the real stuff. Yeah. And for him to come out in support of Balenciaga is not sound-minded. And, you know, he had said something about how, you know, he had used to go to Jewish parties. He called them Jewish parties. And then, like, he'd had threesomes. And how how was that? Like, devil attacking him right there. You know, Jewish, you know, making oh, you do kidding. stuff, right? You're kidding. So stupid. Um but I will say this, Kanye has been involved with dark occultic people. Oh, yeah. His look, friends, at, look at Beyonce and Jay-Z. He has, multi, I would call it multiple personalities plus a demonic type thing that he needs deliverance from. Because mm -hmm. in his thing, like, I love Nazis, he's, he's actually, it is a, I love all people. It is a demonic thing that he's saying, okay, when he says that. He's not, because he's hating Jews, I love Jews. He's not. He doesn't. He's angry. He's angry. Jewish people debanked me. This is this anger, this vehemence anger. If he was loving and kind, he would not be so angry. The boy is angry. Yeah. Okay. But also, a Patriot Gallery, our mom, uh, she pointed out that, and, and we've said this consistently on our show, Kanye West, on his journey, is still all about the me. Mm -hmm. uh, I did this. I did this. My money. This. I'm. I'm a genius. Mm -hmm. I'm the best rapper. That I'm the best artist that that ever existed. Like all of this stuff, which that's just Kanye. That's just not true. Um, but all of this stuff. There's there are there are things that are true that he says about himself. But are we? He does say like he does give glory to God, but he doesn't because he's got multiple personalities and he's got some, and I will say that, like a multiple type of your brain, because there are different parts of him that come out. I've seen it. He gets real dark on his eyes. Mm -hmm. It's a different parts of his brain. He needs to be sanctified. He needs to go through healing. He needs to come out from what amongst them. What was it them. that Patriot Gallery said um, to me this afternoon? She was like, Kanye West 
just hasn't realized that almost all Christians need to go through a coming out from amongst them, like you just said, getting alone with God There's for no, a few years, you can't shutting out the world, be part of Adidas and Balenciaga and all these big giant corporations, worldly, and muck. be Christians. And and so what he's what he's seeing is that the devil is trying to rip him apart. Mm -hmm. Okay, the devil is setting him up. The devil is using Milo. The devil is using this Nick Fuentes and trying to destroy his message because when he came out and he started to do that Jesus King and he started to do those concerts right before COVID, it was on a it was on an upward climb and things were getting beautiful and holy and pure. And righteous. And I saw as soon as COVID hit, and he wasn't continuing on that. Here's the thing. If you get set free from drugs, then you need to actually constantly be in a program where you're helping other people get delivered because you're going to fall back in. And the easiest way not to fall back in is if you're helping other people. And as soon as uh, COVID hit, he couldn't be ministering anymore. He couldn't be doing the, just putting eyes on Jesus. Then he fell back into the uh, fashion world. And then when Kim left him, I watched him. Uh, and it's not good that we know these people's names and we know their lives. Let me just say that. Uh, but when his wife left him, I saw him, uh, go and like, um, get with some other girl and they're posting the most vile things you could imagine they're posting and that's his Christian. Okay. So he's going back and forth. He's going in and out. He's obviously still struggling with pornography. He's struggling with all these things. Okay. But in the midst of it, he's trying to point to Jesus. So what can you do? We'll pray for Kanye. And we're yeah. going to pray for all these people to get out of this mindset of, of this, this hatred. There's this hatred and it's dark and it's demonically led. And everybody wanted Kanye just to be good. Just stay on there and be good and, and do the things and, and say the things you kind of know will, will let you be on and, and, and be our, you know, be the Jesus is king and post your rap things. That's not the battle we're in. The devil is taking no prisoners. The devil's going to push and push and push and push and push. Okay. And so you got to get everything out of your life that he can push. And Kanye, God loves you. He has a plan for your life. You're going to go through healing. You should probably go to some sort of retreat. Uh, you can go, you know, and, and just listen to Jesus for yourself and get out of the world. Get out of the money. Get out of all that. Yeah. You had it right when you said God wants us to grow food and you're getting That's in a right. ranch in um, Wyoming. Okay. Yeah. So Kanye, we are praying for you. You're going to get set free. You're on this path. But this Krizlam stuff, this Nation of Islam stuff, this whole thing is a distraction between you and God. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. So uh, let me read a couple of comments here. So Jack on Rumble says, yay, wanted the attention and he got it for mm -hmm. why. Um, he says he asked other entertainers to speak up too. You don't need my name. Says hopefully this yay journey will be at least mostly healthy for society and him too. I think so. I agree. I totally but agree it's also good for us to kind of stop the, the, um, the charade here that... Um, you can say the Christians, but you can't say the Jews. You can even say the Muslims, but you can't say the Jews. Why? And why is that? It begs the question. And so Kanye is calling it out and then going down the wrong path with it. Yeah. Okay. So, and that, and the devil will always bring a piece of truth and then go down the, the crazy path with it. And so a lot of this, you know, I'm not comfortable with any sort of Christian humor or Jewish humor or even Muslim humor. I'm not, it's, I'm not you mean with making fun of, I'm not fun. You know, they're making fun of Ben Shapiro, like watch the change in your pocket. Like Jews are oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah, Jewish yeah. trope or whatever. Um, 
I watched some comedian girl um, kind of make fun of the woke left and then make fun of Christians who are pro-life. You know, you got them, re you know, them rednecks out having five or six babies and then just, you know, you just want those babies to be born so they can grow up and be work for you. I'm like, um, a redneck having five or six babies is not having Muslim servants. Like, I don't know, what you're, or uh, Mexican servants. I don't know what you're talking about. And it was just like, you know, I know so many people who are pro-life. It's just a very distasteful joke. Mm -hmm. And so it's a very distasteful joke to say Ben Shapiro's looking at the coin in your pocket. Like, if you're going to make a joke, make it not about somebody who's like overweight or or somebody or or a trope or something right. like that. Make it about Ben Shapiro, um, who is hypocritical often. Okay. So, anyways, that's that. That's my thoughts and my thoughts and prayers for Kanye. I do believe that he's got, and I, I'm not. Oh, Leah's diagnosing him as multiple personalities. I'm diagnosing him as several different people inside of that brain because you don't come out and say Jesus King and then go and um, say Balenciaga's great and then go and your wife leaves you and then you go and do those photo shoots that are incredibly nasty. That's not the same dude. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so exactly. you got different parts of your brain. You you've need got to be renewed. You've got dissociative, what we call it, um, dissociative identity disorder, where one part of your brain doesn't know the other part of your brain is doing something because of trauma or different things. Or what I'm looking at with Kanye, Kanye, just as a Christian, I'm looking at a lot of like deliverance and stuff because there's a you go. Here's the thing, guys. We tell people not even to play with Ouija doors because Ouija boards because you open up the the door to the devil. All these different people, all these different people he's been with, he's made connections with. These are these are like like uh, open doors for the devil to come in and rip apart who you really are. Now, as a Christian, you go you go to heaven, right? Because that's the real you. And so what I would say to Kanye is that's not the real you. Going exactly. on Alex Jones with that black bondage mask, that's not you. Why would you do that? We're not Christians. We're not held in bondage. Right. Why would you do that? It's not holy. It's not righteous. And what? honestly, I will tell you why he does it. And this is goes back to the I this, I that, I this. Kanye West is obsessed with himself. He is obsessed with garnering attention. He needs to make a statement. Um, and so that's, it's like Milo Yiannopoulos, when he gets interviewed, he always looks crazy weird because they're trying to get attention. Mm -hmm. And instead of putting the attention, like he put the Bible there, but I can guarantee you that people were not looking at the Bible. They were looking at, and listening to the fact that you had your face covered and that's what was getting the glory. If you really want to give glory to God, you need to stop drawing so much attention to and here's the thing, yourself. a Christian, if you're trying to go to draw attention to Jesus and we are made in his image, you would never cover it up. Well, that too. But if you're trying to draw attention to Jesus, Jesus was a minister. He served. Mm -hmm. He washed people's feet. He didn't make, he didn't come and say all the things that you're doing and I'm great and I'm great and I'm awesome. He didn't do that. We are supposed to be a reflection of him. Right. You walk into the room. Jesus didn't come in and be like, I made all of y'all. Everything about you. I did that. You breathe in the air. Made that. Spoke that. Was there in the beginning. Your hair made that. Look at your face. Looks like mine. Made that too. Look at that water. Made that too. Little kid made that too. See that tree? I made that. I did all that. I did all these things. I did it. I no. did that. Spoke it. No, Jesus came in and he was kind. But if Kanye was Jesus, that's what he would do. Right. Jesus came in, Kanye. And when he entered the room, 
he was scanning the room for who he could bless, mm -hmm. who he could touch, who he could heal. Kanye, you don't scan the room for who you can minister to. You scan the room to make people listen to you because you think what you're saying is important. I would challenge you to scan the room for the one to be a blessing to somebody, to, to lift somebody one. up. And I have actually seen him uh, talk. Uh, he's done some interviews with some people and um, he's got this America jacket on and I, that's a different Kanye. He's calm. He's subdued. But I can, um, I can guarantee you though, that if Kanye blesses the one person, like we showed him talking to those people in, in that restaurant, it's gotta be caught on camera. Mm. If you're going to minister to the one, it'll make you feel good just so long as it's also caught on camera. Mm. That's true. All right. So, um, All right, I do have these clips. Let me, okay. let me just, uh, the ones that you were looking for earlier, we'll just play them real quick. Cause they're not that long. Um, the John Kerry one. Oh, we don't need to play nope. this. And then we had whatever, this one looks funny. Okay. We can end with this one. This one was funny. Um, this was the economy explained. Communism. You have two cows. The state takes both and gives you some milk. Socialism. You have two cows. You give one to your neighbor. Fascism. You have two cows. The state takes both and sells you some milk. Bureaucratize. You have two cows. The state takes both, shoots one, milks the other and then throws the milk away. Traditional capitalism. You have two cows. You sell one and buy a ball. Your herd multiplies, and the economy grows. You sell them and retire on the income. Venture capitalism. You have two cows. You sell three of them to your publicly listed company, using letters of credit opened by your brother-in-law at the bank, then execute that equity swap with an associate and general offer so that you get all four cows back, with the tax exemption for five cows. The milk rights of the six cows are transferred via an intermediary to a Cayman Island company secretly owned by the majority shareholder who sells the rights to all seven cows back to your listed company. The annual report says the company owns eight cows, with an option on one more. An Italian corporation. You have two cows, but you do not know where they are. You decide to have lunch. A French corporation. You have two cows. You go on strike, organize a riot, and block the roads, because you want three cows. An American corporation. You have two cows. You sell one, and force the other to produce the milk of four cows. Later, you hire a consultant to analyze why the cow has died. A Swiss corporation. You have 5,000 cows. None of them belong to you. You charge the owners for storing them. An Irish corporation. You have two cows. One of them is a horse. An Australian corporation. You have two cows. Business seems pretty good. You close the office and go for a few beers to celebrate. A Chinese corporation. You have two cows. You have 300 people milking them. You claim that you have full employment and high bovine productivity. You arrest the newsman who reported the real situation. An Indian corporation. You have two cows. You worship them. An Iraqi corporation. Everyone thinks you have lots of cows. You tell them that you have none. 
Nobody believes you, so they bomb the crap out of you and invade your country. You still have no cows but at least you are now a democracy. A British corporation. You have two cows. Both are mad. An Indonesian corporation. You have 99 cows. You mortgaged all of them to the bank to buy milk. Then dream that you still have one to spare. A Greek corporation. You have two cows borrowed from French and German banks. You eat both of them. The banks call to collect their milk, but you cannot deliver so you call the IMF. The IMF loans you two cows. You eat both of them. The banks and the IMF call to collect their cow's milk. You are out getting a haircut. Okay, that was funny. Those are really kind of deep um, and, and very true, especially the American, especially the corporation one. Yeah, the adventure capitalism. The adventure too. capitalism yeah, one really was good. the best and the American corporation, which you have two cows, you sell one and you demand the one left to produce the milk of four cows. Then you hire a consultant firm to, uh, to investigate why you you killed your cow. Yeah, exactly. All right. So um, we did an interview last night with Pastor Craig Hagan of Rainbow Bible Church. Yes. He was the first pastor to say yes to Clay yes, Clark. Clay Clark had, had gone to several churches in, mm -hmm. in the Tulsa area and they, they kind of shut the door in his yes. face, including his own church. Mm -hmm. If I can, am I allowed to say that? Um, so, Leah went to Rama mm -hmm. in a, a, a while ago. Mm -hmm. I won't say the exact year, but it, it's been a minute. And Leah, and, and my mom and I moved out to Oklahoma with her. Mm. And so this is a huge part of our life. So we found out that Clay Clark, we didn't know who he was at the time, but that there was this health and freedom conference that was going to take place at Leah's alma mater. We were mm. like, we have, have to, to go, go to this. And we've been going to ones that we can ever since. But uh, Craig is an absolutely amazing man of God. He's in, incredibly involved in the political realm. But what I loved, especially, I want you to tune into the very end of our talk with Craig, because... Craig is doing and preaching exactly what Leah and I have been saying when it comes to this doom and gloom mindset. That the faith, the word of faith movement, right? This is the Rama movement. You can call it the prosperity movement. You can call it whatever you want. They have a lot of gifts. Laying hands on the sick, seeing them recover, seeing people's, um, you know, seeing people prosperous and, 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 claiming the things that God has for us and speaking it out, the power of your words. The fact that Craig is taking that and applying it to societal issues, to political issues, to the government, that is exactly where we need to be. And the last part of that interview was just, the whole thing was was so good, uh, but the last part especially was just absolute fire. So I want to encourage you guys to tune into that. Also, uh, Sunday, Brighteon, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to talk about the revival in China. If you want to hear more about that, you can watch the interview that we did with Alice Marchesani this week. We do not have a single interview scheduled or extra shows scheduled for this coming week. Mm. We're going to try and take some time for life, okay? But that doesn't mean that Lee and I won't be doing shows, random one-off shows on current events, which I think we probably well, will be doing a little bit more of that. We have to do one on these, uh, the, the Twitter leaks here. And if I didn't have a whole show already done and in the bags and dogs barking, the first thing I'd want to do is jump on right now and just 
break this apart for you guys because this is absolutely huge. It's got um, the uh, Twitter actually. It's got screenshots of Twitter working with the with the Biden administration for to censor like real James Wood. Wow. On Twitter and say, wow. can you do something about this? No, that's huge. And maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. We might have some time. We'll see. Um, I, I want to go to the horse parade. I know you do. So I don't think I've time really tomorrow. want to go to the horse parade, but we could do a, do we have to have the screenshots to show them? Oh yeah. I can't, I have to read them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll talk about it on Sunday, even though it's world news show. Yeah. Well, for sure. For sure. Right. Don't you think? We'll figure something out. All right. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's the truth, we love you guys. God loves you. God bless. And we will catch you on Sunday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our world news. I hope you guys have a blessed weekend. And if you are decking the halls this weekend, getting your Christmas lights out, enjoy it. Play some Christmas music. Drink some hot chocolate, even if it's not snowy where you live, which we've had unseasonably warm weather here. So it's not feeling Christmassy yet. Right. So I don't feel bad that we're late in getting our decorations. But like I said, I decorated the, the show for you guys today. All right. We love you guys. Bye.